it going, Yamitators? Episode 127 with Rod hernandez Farella. You guys, we covered a lot. We talked about a lot of awesome stuff from comedy to acting to acting school. Um, we talked about superheroes, sure, whatever you're listening to this on. Just pause it for like uh, 20 seconds. Head, head over there. Give it a star review. It was five star review if you feel like it. I don't know. And and uh, and to to talk about it, it'll help people hear about the show. Duplex comedy suplex was awesome, you guys. We had Leah Lamar, Jules Posner, and Adam Allgood, and um, we all had pretty chill, good sets. It was a fun time. Uh, yeah, keep telling people about it. Keep getting people sp- uh, spreading the word. Duplex comedy suplex. My Twitter is at Dougathan, D-O-U-G-A-T-H-A-N. The show's Twitter is at Yamatat, Y-A-M-A-T-A-T. And for Duplex, it's at Duplex Comedy. And then on Instagram, it's at Duplex Duplex Comedy Suplex. Um, There's a donate button on my website at Yamatat.com through PayPal. I appreciate any donations through that. And yeah, yam it up with me and Rod hernandez Farella. Ooh, nice mic. Um, just anywhere. Just chill. Do you mind if I plug the phone in also? Yeah. Uh, do you eat in here or do you want to eat out there? Oh, yeah, it is. It's just catching up. Oh, yeah, this comes with nachos. I haven't had nachos from Taco Bell in a long time. I don't think I've had nachos from Taco Bell since they sold cat dog shit. Like in cat the kids, dog? yeah, cat dog stuff <laughs> in their kids' meals. You know, I didn't see that show a lot. Angry Beavers, I remember seeing that one a lot. Love that. Um, I mean, like the classics, like Animaniacs and Tiny yep. Tunes and stuff. Let me turn my phone down. Do you know a Daniel Radford? Or, um, yes. I think they're going to be on set on Saturday. Yeah, cool. At least I'm pretty sure that's cool. And someone put out this video first. believe they discontinued the green sauce. I know, I like it. I'm That's a, a shocker. <laughs> I've heard people get like super angry about that too. <laughs> what do you mean there's no green sauce? You know what I was angry about was when um Oh man, I don't like right there. Oh, it's like sliding out. Oh. Maybe the bottom one. Um when they had Mountain Dew <laughs> the voting on Mountain Dew. For the democracy. You got mad when it ended? When um, Mountain Dew Distortion lost. It was a lime lime blasted Mountain Dew. And it was the most delicious thing they'd ever created. And it got beat by uh, like a white grapefruit type flavor. Doesn't that make any sense? White grapefruit? Yeah. Stupid. It was like squirt. It tasted like squirt, but like. Also, a little bit of Mountain Dew. Such a rip-off. 
Is this recording already? Yeah. You just like record as soon as people come in? Yeah. It's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing that in the Kate Flannery one. She's like, let me know when we're starting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's already gone. Players. Yeah, I missed a show. Mm-hmm. Pineapple Express. Dude, I remember watching Pineapple Express pretty much like every single night <laughs> when it came out on DVD. <laughs> And thinking, man, I really want to be in this movie. And I was like, obviously, I'm never going to work. Like, I'm never going to, you know, I'm never going to be in the same room as any of these people. And then, like, three flash forward, like, five years later, and, like, James Franco's, like, my, like, producer, and he's teaching him, like, a couple of his movies, and he's, like, directing me and shit, and I was like, whoa. it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was weird. It was pretty surreal. What were you going to say about um, CalArts back when we got the food? It was a while ago now, but... Yeah. Um, what wasn't I going to say about it? I don't remember. I guess there are a lot of things about that school. Oh, you were saying how, like, for your audition, for the the, uh, the voice stuff. Mm-hmm. Where you were like, I should have just went in and been myself. Yeah, it usually pays off. It's usually, like, a good... Yeah. Like a real, like that's a really good note <laughs> to give yourself when mm-hmm. you do anything. Yeah. Um, be yourself. Yeah. Be yourself. Be yourself. Um, be yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> From Aladdin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> be fucking genie. Um. Yeah, I don't remember actually. <laughs> so are people gonna hear us eat? Oh, also help yourself to. I appreciate that. Please. Thank you. Yeah, we'll eat and talk. I don't like when people hear me eat. <laughs> That's one of my biggest pet peeves. <laughs> well, you're not close enough to the mic for that to pick yeah, it okay. up. Okay, good. Um, so, yeah. Go. Oh. <laughs> Office, yeah. <laughs> Season four. Your room is fucking amazing, dude. Like, I can't... Like, The Office, Futurama, and Seinfeld. It's one of those three shows. I literally watch one of those three shows before going to sleep every single night. I'm not kidding. It's like those three. Hypnotoad. I love that. Yeah. Golden Bender. Oh, hail Hypnotoad. Well, actually, that's not even... That's not really Bender, right? Wasn't that, like, his clone? Um, yeah, I think he was gold in the, was it gold? the one with, um, the box? Yeah, the pair box. Yeah. The Fonsworth, Fonsworth pair box. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember titles, I'm telling you, I watch this, like, all the time, like, religiously. <laughs> Have you watched all the commentaries, too? Uh, not all of them, but I do watch them. Like, I think Billy West is, like, probably, like... The greatest. Yeah, like, voice one actor. Of... Like, I mean, obviously, yeah. like, yeah. I mean, you have, like, Mel, Mel Blanc, mm-hmm. uh, which is great, but I think... I mean, just for, yeah. for my time. Billy you know? West. Billy, if you're listening. Yeah, Billy, you're, please. You're Mr. fucking great, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I try to do voices that he does. You know, like, good news, everyone. Or <laughs> I can't really do Fry because it's so him, which is yeah. one of the very, like, I think that's what makes him special, uh, mm-hmm. is that you can't, he has such a unique, like, his voice is just, like, when you listen to Doug or Philip J. Fry, like Doug Funny, yeah. that's his voice. And you can't, like, like, you can do the Bugs but Mel Blanc Bugs Bunny thing. Yeah. You can't do Billy West. I've tried. Trust me. <laughs> I do try to do... Zap Brannigan is, like, one of my favorite. 
<laughs> like characters, his voice. But he's like, a, yeah, it's, it's like the Lula. Yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, <laughs> Emperor Chop Chop. You know, once again we meet at last, and he's just like so stupid, and it's just like I love that guy. Of course, if he was if he was real, God, I would, yeah. like want to smack his shit. Yep, Brannigan. Yeah. <laughs> Pow. Yeah, exactly. That sweet, sweet candy. Smooching. <laughs> oh, Kip. Sorry, you're crying like a woman. You know. Yeah, so, you got some, some great stuff here. You got some Vader Zim. Mm-hmm. Gur, I remember Gur growing up. Yeah, it's it's not going to be a show anymore. Only a comic now. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, also, Fight Club 2 is a comic. Yes, I know that. It's so good. Have you read it? I haven't, um... My buddy Matt is an avid comic book reader. Like, this dude is, like, a graphic novel, comic book, mm-hmm. literature, like, encyclopedia. And he sends me these um, links to, like, <laughs> essentially, like, pirate them, you know, download them for free. Hmm. Which is cool, but I also feel like, you know, that's kind of like... If it's good, you pay for it. Yeah. You know? Oh, you got Axe Cop over there. Oh, yeah. That's cool. I think that show's pretty brilliant because of, the like, the, the whole kid, did, like, coming up the story mm-hmm. and... With a dude's son. No, it's his brother. The little kid's his brother? Mm-hmm. I thought it was his son. The guy who draws it, his little brother mm-hmm. writes it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 29, they started when he was 29, and then he was 5. Hey, Mom, I'm just going to borrow my, my little <laughs> brother really quick. I hope that's okay. He's going to help me create this show. We're going to go off playtime. Yeah. <laughs> What is that? The office thing? It's a, like a box? Shoebox? It's the for the season four. It looks like a like a office supplies. Oh, like box. a box. Mm-hmm. Got it. And then it's got the Mer- uh, Michael Scott's Dunder Mifflin Scranton Meredith Palmer Memorial Celebrity Rabies Awareness Pro Am Fun Run Race for the Cure. Yeah, what? Because that was the episode where she got bit by the yeah cat. by um <laughs> yeah, and then he said like on. For the message, when Pam's, like, recording it, <laughs> Michael comes in, for the cure. <laughs> he says mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think Steve Carell is probably... I mean, I give credit to Ricky Gervais. Like, dude, you can't, you can't fuck with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, the first episode of, you know, the, the, the U.S. version of The Office is pretty much, like, verbatim, like, the, the British one. Yeah. Um, but I'm happy that it worked out, because that's, like, one of my favorite shows. So good. Yeah. Have you ever played the board game? No. Oh, it's so funny, dude. Yeah? It's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> Should play it one time. Got a bunch of board games. I love board games. People don't play enough board games. And I get really competitive. It <laughs> used to be my thing. People, like, growing up, going to sleepovers, kids would get all excited to play a board game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they would be like, yeah, let's play. And then, like, five minutes later, they're, like, fucking around, throwing pieces. Like, at, that was one of my biggest pet peeves. I was like, come on, guys, we said we were going to play. Take it seriously. You know what I had was, at sleepovers and stuff, I would never fall asleep during the movie. Never? Ever. And it was just because I wanted to see the movie. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> like, right? Like, kids were falling asleep during while the movie was going. I'm like, you're missing Maverick right now. <laughs> you're missing Mel Gibson playing cards, being a Maverick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have uh, any of your other guests come on more than once? Uh, yeah. A few of them. Can I do it more than once? Yeah. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> Can I just host it with you? 
That was like one of my biggest things too. I would love to be like a radio host. Yeah, do another one. I'll do five podcasts. I'll do one every day. The imitators, did you hear that? Mm-hmm. Sorry, my mouth is full. <laughs> I'll buy you Del Taco every time. No, or Taco Bell every time. Easy trade-off. Yeah. Delicious trade-off. <laughs> Indeed. Do you watch the new, um, um, what do you call it? Bob, Bob and David? Oh, I watched Or it, David yeah. and Bob? With, Bob, with and Bob and David. With Bob and David. Yeah. Bob Odenkirk's the shit, man. So David good. Cross is amazing, too. Mr. Show. Yeah. <laughs> you know, came back, it was called you know, With Bob and David. Yeah, you know what's funny is, um, I didn't realize this until I started, wa- like, really watching the Mis- Mr. Show again. Um, mm-hmm. For my show, Talking Shots, like, a lot of it was, like, you know, uh, inspired by, like, uh, in, in be- Between Two Ferns and, um, or Between Two Ferns and um, Comedy Bang Bang. Mm-hmm. And I was watching... <laughs> And this is no, no offense, Scott Ackerman, if you ever listen to this, uh, but I was watching Mr. Show, and uh, I think he was a writer for it. Scott Ackerman was a writer for Mr. Show. Mm. And they would put him in, like, the audience scenes, like, when they needed people. I think, I imagine, like, when they needed people to be, like, in the background. Yeah. He was so much bigger that I couldn't recognize him. Oh. He was, like, really, like, you know. That's no offense. You're not saying anything negative. Yeah, I'm not saying anything negative. Yeah, saying. and this is one thing that I, that I learned as an actor or at CalArts, when, when you critique something, a way to, like, not offend people, <laughs> you say, this isn't a criticism, this is an observation. Yeah. And it immediately just changes the way that people, like, take, take, essentially, the criticism, yeah. you know. It's a, it's very good uh, word choice. Exactly. Because, yeah, when you say anything these days, especially in the last couple of years, you say anything anyone can misconstrue that all, for something bad right it's like you have to be very pc <laughs> yeah. and i didn't even know what pc was until people started getting all crazy about it i always thought it meant like you know like personal computer yeah i was like <laughs> i don't understand like how does that make any sense getting pc about poly like that doesn't mean and then i you know realized it stood for you know politically correct and I yeah. was like, oh okay this was when i was a lot smarter so it was like and i was like oh, oh but it's even to the point where like i i said like, uh, oh, I'm not, I'm not as thin as I'd like to be for me. And then people go, oh no, come on. Don't body shame yourself. I'm like, no, I just, I wish I was more fit. Like, can I just wish I was more physically fit? No, no, <laughs> It'd no, be you're good fine. for my health. No, no, no. <laughs> eat all you're that beautiful. pork. Yeah, you're beautiful eat all the pork. You are, yeah. Exactly. Gain as much weight as you want. It's like, Don't listen, worry. I know I'm beautiful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know I'm beautiful. <laughs> but also, I got a little uh, little spare tire. So it may be like a, a couple bike tires or something, but... Spare tire's fine. Wow, this Diablo sauce really is... Um, Hot? Yeah, it's pretty spicy, dude. Nice. That is really roast. It's like smoky. I'll have to try it. Woo! Damn. How it's many did she wh- give? How many did she give in the back, Ned Bunch? Ooh, Diablo Sauce says, I'll make you sweat. Dude, I'm sweating right now. That's Ooh, weird. I want, girl, I want to make you sweat. I think it's weird that, um, that, like, fucking taco packet, like, you know, taco sauce packets tell the truth more than, like, politicians these days. <laughs> they're not lying. That shit made me sweat. Girl, I want to make you sweat. <laughs> sweat till you can't sweat no more. Do you remember that song? 
And if you cry. No, I don't know that song. Oh. At least it's not ringing a bell. Oh, yeah. I don't know the words, but yes, I know that part. I'm so happy that this is a podcast. Like, you can't see me because I'm sweating right now. This is gross. Yeah, he, looks, he looks disgusting, you guys. I look terrible. He's in a pool of sweat. Pool of sweat right now. I'm dripping. I'm going to go swimming later. Sweat swimming. Swimming in that sweat. Um, so, uh, work, right? What do you do for, what do you do for work? Um, usually work corners at night. Um, you know, charge a pretty fair price. Um, no, I've done many things, uh, you know, uh, You do gigs, like, when you get them, and, like... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd like to say that my career, my career is acting, uh, but I don't work enough just yet to mm. be able to, like, you know, only do that. But I was teaching, um, up until last year, I was teaching art. Cool. Uh, at Plaza de la Raza. Um, I started a teaching credential program and was mm-hmm. offered, uh, like, a teaching gig at a art, small arts high school in Selmar, hmm. um, where I would have been teaching, like, art, but, like, as an English class, hmm. or acting as an English class, really, because those two things actually kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, but currently, I work for uh, the uh, executive producer, uh, or I don't know if she's the executive producer, she's a producer for the um, Late Late Show with James Corden. Oh, cool. And her ex-partner, Lisa, uh, they have a little son named... named uh, Leo. <laughs> Sorry, Leo, I almost forgot your name. Uh, his name is Leo, and uh, I mentor him, and I make sure that he uh, does well. He uh, he has some, like, and I, and I don't mean to say this, like, in, in a disrespectful way, but it, he has, like, some learning disabilities, so mm-hmm. he needs some, like, extra help, so I make sure that, like, you know, we, like, you know, get his homework done. It's kind of like a mentorship That's thing. That's cool. Yeah, it's very cool. I think it's really rewarding. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, but, you know, I, I book gigs, commercials, and um, theater gigs. Uh, and acting and stuff, and that's kind of well. Also, male prostitution's a big thing. There's a lot of money yeah, in there. The corners at night, like you said. Yeah, exactly. Oh, actually, it's more like celebrity, celebrity, for celebrities. Um, there's like a huge, the huge market for a celebrity lookalike prostitutes. And so, uh, uh, yeah, on my classified thing, it says, uh, you know, John Stamos is Zac Efron lookalike, and dude. All, Older men and older women, dude. Like, and they'll they'll pay a pretty penny to see me like, like, like dive in a bathtub of like tomato sauce. It's really weird. It's not even sexual. Cause what, like, you know, what's what's more, what's more fun and unique? Like, is it like you know, oh, I had sex with John Stamos or Zac Efron. Like, I, I mean, millions of women probably could like you know want that and can picture that. But how many of them could like you know like? Say like yeah, I, I had John Stamos in a bathtub and he was swimming around in tomato sauce. Like that's just m- way more fun, you know. <laughs> now I'm just totally saying a bunch of random shit. Hey man, is the tomato sauce warm or is it cold? Mm. It starts cold. It gets really warm. Yeah. <laughs> it starts to like boil after a little while. <laughs> I think like you have like the I think you you have like top ten maybe not room size it's not a very big room but I love I've made efficiency out of this space yeah exactly that that's it. and like dude you have like the cool like I wish you guys could see the cool shit that he has in this room he has like 
He has a Bender and Philip Philip J. Fry like John yeah paintings man. Those were um those were made actually by uh, my friend's wife, and she made them for for like their place. And then once they were moving, because they had to move from California to Kentucky, because his mom passed and he had to take care of all that stuff. And um, I don't mean to make light of the situation, but <laughs> that is like really. Pretty much the only time I ever hear someone say, because, like, that they're moving from, like, L.A. to, like, buttfuck Kentucky. It's, like, because someone died. Like, that is the only reason anybody, like, you know. Yep. But my condolences. Why else did you leave? Um, But, yeah, so they had to move out there, and they were, uh, and they gave those to me as, like, a gift. That's amazing, man. Those are beautiful. I love them. Wow. You have, um, you have comics and graphic novels, and those two things are different. Mm -hmm. Some people know. Some people don't know that. Um, mm. You have... Did, did I see Elf somewhere around here? Elf? Yeah, it's right there. Look at that. Oh, yeah. Love that. I have that right DVD. Half-baked also. Pineapp- we pretty much have like the same taste in everything. Mm-hmm. Video games. Um, yeah. Maybe not so much taste in chips. What is this here? <laughs> salt oh, salt. No, okay, yeah. I, to- <laughs> I totally fuck with salt and vinegar all the time. Uh, you have uh, the... What do you call that, that scene? Uh, the sand... Desert scene from... I mean, there's like a bunch of stuff. Oh, yeah. Things, but Jabba's um, uh, moving <clears throat> moving palace. Jabba's moving palace? It's like Jabba's moving something. And I, I know, I know, I should know the name because I was watching Comic Book Men. Ooh. I don't know if you ever watched that show. Yeah, I've seen it. Uh, and some guy brought in like a like a toy replica of that thing. And this one? Yeah, that one right we there. We had this. I think we still have it like at my parents' Really? Place. Yeah. Dude, that, that could go for big money if it's in good condition. Well... Mm-hmm. We played with it a lot. I think it's... <laughs> yeah. Which should be more valuable, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. You got Tron. <laughs> Did you see the remake of Tron? What yeah. did you think? Or I liked Tron it. It was a sequel. Two, technically, it was a sequel yeah. right. 28 right. years later. Mm-hmm. I liked it. It was cool. Um, it was funny how chill... Um, <laughs> how chill he was. As, like, he, it, it felt like he was, like, the dude... Oh, you mean... In the, Tron form a right, little bit. Right, right. Jeff Bridges? Yeah. Yeah. But it was still, like, he was the same character, and they continued the story, and it's, like, his son, and I was like, oh, this is so dope. Yeah. Saw it in this theater with those seats that, like, move with the what? movie. Yeah. I think I saw it. D-Box, I think? Yeah, I think I went to, I think I saw it at El Capitan for the premiere. Yeah. Something weird like that. And, dude, when they're on the light cycles, the chairs were moving. That's awesome. And I was like, oh, shit. That's cool. That is very cool. <laughs> what are some of these things that are, like... This poster. This is Axe Cop as well. Oh, no, it is. Yeah, I couldn't see. You're yeah. right. Yeah, I couldn't see that. And what about that one up there? This one? No, the one with the dude in the this shotgun. One? Oh, same artist, different comic. It's called Bear Mageddon. Bear Mageddon, right. It's, it's just like all these bears turned evil, I guess, and are trying to take over the world, and these guys have to. As they should. Fuck that. I'm on the bear side, dude. Let's take them out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, dude, your room is great. Um, Yeah, it's very cool. I like it. Thanks. Totally did. You got SpongeBob going on. Uh, Steven Hillenburg, the creator, went to CalArts. Hmm. Uh, cool. Yeah, Katie Segal that voices uh, Lila went to CalArts. Nope. Uh, I'm just trying to throw my school's name out there. <laughs> just because. CalArts, CalArts. Yeah, CalArts went to CalArts. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Cal Ripken Jr. went to CalArts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Calvin and Hobbes went to CalArts. Calvin and Hobbes. Calvin did go to. He dropped out. <laughs> he got kicked out because he was. He kept saying he's 
seeing his tiger friend exactly, again. Exactly, I know, man. Like, it was weird. He kept like, throwing, no one ever saw the tiger. And he kept throwing <laughs> snowballs at girls because he had like didn't want to be around girls, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so what's something in like acting that you want to do that you haven't done yet? And it doesn't have to be one thing. It'd be a bunch. Um. Well, as of as of late, like recently, I'm, I really want to do more comedy stuff. Like I want to do, I want to mm-hmm. explore more comedic roles. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I always I always thought of myself as like a uh, like a very like you know classically trained dramatic actor. I always thought I enjoyed you know playing like the really um, tormented kind of guy. Serious, yeah, roles. like very serious role, very dark roles. Mm-hmm. Um, it turns out that I'm already like that in real life, you know, like I'm already tormented and tortured. So it's kind of fun to play like the polar opposite of that. <laughs> yeah. So I think I want to like dive more into like, you know, uh, comedy stuff. I'm, I re- like, it's not really acting. I-, I wish I had the balls to do stand up. Like that's, I want to do improv, like sketch. I want to do more sketch stuff. So in acting to answer the question, yeah. uh, I would love to do, I would love to learn how to, um, like portray real people like you oh, know like yeah. biopic type of stuff because mm-hmm. uh, that's that's really challenging i feel like if you can if you can do like a believable person that somebody else knew and they could be like wow that that was like pretty much that guy it'd be a high compliment yeah exactly awesome. uh, and it's really difficult um in terms of like yeah i kind of want to do like an action <laughs> like you know who doesn't want to do like a action movie where, like you're running and mm-hmm. jumping and things are blowing up and shit grab onto that part of the helicopter exactly yeah and you're like holding on with like a half naked girl and she's like please don't let me go um, let go I really want to do voice acting I think that yeah. for me I think um I, yeah I think that's probably like I think that would be like the job like if I could if the, please bring Futurama back and please hire me as a voice actor mm. I can do many voices you know um uh, mm. I think that was just. I think that's just like the greatest job, personally for me. I know that people are like, no, it's all about the theater. Um, but I've done theater plays, and do you think they would bring Futurama back? They better. The only reason that they that they're not is, and it's just so expensive to make. It takes one year to make one episode, yeah. and uh, it's just why you only get like twelve per season. You know? I feel like they could do. Because if they came back again. A hundred percent. Everyone would be on board. Oh, absolutely. And they could do it on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. There's so and many just different. Instantly um, get renewed again. Right. And yeah, I get think the numbers in. I think that was like the biggest thing. I don't think it had anything to do with the like, the creative team or like the actors. I think it was all about like networks that wanted to pay for it. Yeah. Who's I mean, watching it live? How many people are watching it live? Yeah. Exa- Nobody. Because guess what? Nobody watches TV live. Yeah. Anymore. Exactly, man. And it's like it's kind of a shame, man. Like they're like taking away like the best shows and. It, ugh, yeah, I mean, we, that's just like a different conversation. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, there's still, I mean, there's pretty, like when, to answer your question, well, honestly. Also, tangents are very welcome. Yeah, awesome. Uh, yeah, no, I think, but to go back to your, like, what do, what do I want to do in, like, yeah. the world of acting? I think everything and anything, I think, I, I don't think I've really done anything. SNL? I'd love to do SNL. New Mad TV? I would, I'd love to do Mad TV. Like absolutely, because it's coming back. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, and uh, in *Living Color*, it's not coming back. You know, and, yeah, and that's that's like pretty early '90s, right? Uh, or is that late '80s? I think it's like. Well, that's where like early you know, to yeah, that was yeah. like 
the like Wayne that was J Lo. Yeah, J Lo got her. She was a backup dancer. And the Wayne's brothers. The yeah. Wayne's bros were yeah. Uh, Jim Carrey got his huge start. Mm-hmm. Fire uh, Marshall Bill. Yeah, exactly. The things that that dude can do, like that he did with his face on that show, is amazing. Um, he's a he's a facial acrobat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a great way of putting it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I would do I would do like pretty much anything. I just, but to be fair, um, I don't think you know. I think. Don't be fair. No, well, I mean, I just to myself, I think like it would be really it's really difficult work like you know it's it's you have to be really smart and i think you have to be really cunning yeah um to do things like <laughs> snl you know you have to you know i don't think that i'm got to be voracious <laughs> got to want it yeah absolutely so bad yeah like do you think that Lauren, you Lauren i want it do you think that yeah exactly <laughs> Lauren michaels come on give us a job Lauren. do you think that you could do it like um oh yeah dude the world is my oyster because, <laughs> no, um, yeah, like, that would be awesome. SNL would be awesome. Any sketch thing. Um, the show that the show that me and Brody are doing, this show that we're doing, Talking Shots. Um, yeah, there, sh- there should be some time for a plug there soon. Uh, yeah. People are probably going to get tired of listening to me pretty soon. <laughs> uh, yeah, Talking Shots, we should talk about that a little bit. Um, yeah. Which you are, like, a, a head writer for and an actor in. Um, mm-hmm. that was really, mm-hmm. like, like, as we were talking, like, about it, we were, we were talking about, um, like, the Mr. Show, and Between Two Ferns, and, uh, Comedy Bang Bang. The thing I like about those shows is that they're really self-aware, mm-hmm. and they don't take themselves too seriously. Yeah. Uh, and they also kind of give you, like, a, an idea of, not, so, maybe not so much what they're really, but, like, you know, in, uh, Comedy Bang Bang, at least, Scott Ackerman's character he's a host that like you know interviews like sometimes real people sometimes the real people playing characters yep. but you get some idea of what the what the host is like in 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 real life or in in that show's real like you know mm-hmm. quote unquote real life yeah which is really interesting for me or like zach galifianakis it's really more about them than it is about like whoever's coming on it's not mm-hmm. and it's not so much about what they're plugging you it's know like how they interact with the guests exactly yeah. and i think and i was really inspired by that because you know, like, and this is not to put, like, you know, Jimmy Fallon down or, or Jimmy Kimmel or uh, O'Brien or, uh, you know, D- Letterman. They're all great. They're all great at what they do, but it's like, who, who are they? <laughs> like, you know, like, you kind of get an idea of who they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, but you pretty know, much. You know who does a good job about that is uh, Colbert. Oh, yeah, Stephen I, Colbert, but. I watch it every time, and every time I'm like, there's, there's a lot of him, like, on the desk on the floor in front of everyone being like this is who I am because he didn't get to be him for so long right yeah because he was doing the, the Colbert Report mm-hmm. which is <laughs> it's funny how that genius. show works so, so, yeah it's very genius it's like it, it the, I think the genius uh, lies in like you could have two different people watch it and they still enjoy it like you could have like a very conservative person who thinks it's real mm-hmm. and you can have like the very liberal person who understands that it's satire <laughs> and kind of making fun of the other party um <laughs> Which is amazing, and but you that what that was a character, you know, uh, a brilliantly played character. But like now on this late show, you kind of get to see yeah. like, like what he's really like. You and, see, uh, like, oh, okay. And it's more. Nice. I think for me, it's more entertaining, you know, like. Because uh, that's that's where the conversation slash conversations have gone. Because people want to know about people. Podcasting has opened that up. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, people are interesting. 
Why don't people talk more? Exactly. <laughs> like, and not not just talk about what's like they're they're plugging or some funny story that yeah. they've talked about like fifty million times. But anything. Uh, so yeah, exactly. So talking shots really was kind of like I was just sitting there one day, um, and I love Jimmy Kimmel. I think he's hilarious. Uh, just a brilliant. Mm-hmm. I think he was. I think he's better as a writer, and I think he said this himself. <laughs> he's a great host, but I think he I think his show is so great because it's great writing. Yeah. Uh, but I was sitting there one day, and it was like I forgot who the guest was, and I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus. But it was essentially just like a 10 minute plug for whatever project they were working mm-hmm. on. Uh, and then you know, it feels, of course, it feels impersonal. When it's yeah, and it's very impersonal. And then like you know, I could I I could have got this plug from watching like the millions of trailers, commercials and commercials. trailers that they play on everything now. Uh, yeah. I was more interested about what they who they are in in real life. Um, so this show is kind of like. <laughs> I play I play in Talking Shots, uh, which you guys will see pretty soon. It'll be out soon-ish, I hope. Uh, we're shooting the rest. We're wrapping the the first episode this Saturday. Um, yeah, this podcast comes out tomorrow, and we're doing we're wrapping day after tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. So this will um, be tomorrow for you guys. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, so tomorrow we wrap uh, uh, the first episode. Um, and the show's really just kind of like a satire. It's about this dude who, um, <laughs> uh, he's like the most narcissistic, mm-hmm. kind of egotistical, misogynistic. Big personality. Alcoholic, just very big personality. Mm-hmm. Um, he inherits a buttload of money when his grandma dies, and all he wants to do is be a late night talk show host. Um, but he's not, you know, he's not smart, he's not intelligent, he's kind of an asshole. Um, and then he just invites people to come and be on his show and he kind of just berates them and, and just, you know, uh, just essentially just is a big douchebag. Um, and I think it's, it's fun to play that character. And I think it's also, it's going to be fun for, um, at least the audience yeah. to watch someone that's kind of like, I feel, I, you know, it's like, like larger than life, very larger than life. And like, you know, I, if, as the character, if there's like a guest, which, you know, Sometimes it's scripted, sometimes it's not. Uh, but I feel like it would be, it's nice to kind of watch like a host really speak their mind about what they think about someone else's. In the same way that, in the same vein that like, you know, Bill Maher on his late night or his talk show kind of platform, he will talk shit and be like, your political views are dumb as fuck. Like, I don't agree with you. Um, but you know, maybe not so serious. Maybe it's just like, I don't like that choice you made for that that scene that you did in that movie, you know, which you don't get to see on Jimmy Kimmel. Like, Jimmy Kimmel's not going to, you know, tell Leo DiCaprio. Tell people people they suck. Yeah, you know, (laughs) because then he loses his network and then he loses his talk show. And then, but, uh, this is kind of like a safe way of doing that, you know? So if there's anybody that wants, you know, anybody out there who wants to come and be on the show, (laughs) come and do it. (laughs) Um, contact five, 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 Five 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 one two three four eight nine six nine. <laughs> eight five seven wait eight six seven five three oh nine yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For a good time, call eight six seven, seven five three oh nine. <laughs> Wasn't that like an? Ac- I think that was someone's actual phone number. Yeah. Right? It was. It was that girl's number. It was like actually her number. Wow. It was like Jenny. I got your number. <laughs> For a good time. Oh, man. I think it was maybe an ex-girlfriend or something. What a great... That's like... Hell yeah. Yeah. And then, then, like, some people do have that number, 
but you have to pay a lot to be able to get that number because it's like yeah fucking it's in a song and it's the easiest number to remember so of course everyone wants it yeah dude i totally want to get that number now <laughs> but can you imagine like the people that would call it like people who are in, like in love with 90s songs i would i would welcome it i'd be like you oh you thought no one was gonna pick up of course it's a number. Yeah. What's up, man? Let's yeah. talk. Like, do it. <laughs> so what are you doing today? <laughs> Start a podcast and just call it eight six seven five three. And then just ha- and just like yeah, and just like have people call and just see the that would be it's that's just a number for the title. <laughs> uh, let's just uh, yeah, let's get this in like a copyright or something because someone's gonna steal it. Don't take that idea. Just whoever has that number, reach out. I know you're listening. <laughs> yeah. I know you're listening. I know someone with that number would be listening to a podcast. Jenny. Right uh, so, dude, Jenny. this is so you've done this show. This is 127. Yeah. I'm 100. How yeah. many? How many? Like, have you had 127 different people or? No, there's been a couple of return guests, but okay. there's been 127 episodes. That's like in like I. Just wow! I admire that commitment. And um, and at what? Let's see. Because one hundred and four was two years. Um, Jeez. So that means one fifty-six will be three years. Shit. That's amazing, dude. Because fifty-two weeks. I always forget. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Never, never forget. Never. There's not a hundred weeks in a year. That's fifty-two. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. I was thinking about it. I was like, man, he's done this for a year and twenty-seven days. <laughs> Uh, no, there's it's actually every week, and there's 52 weeks in a year, so that's a lot, dude. That's yeah, good for you, man. Like I'm really, that's really exciting. Um, Thanks. I know you're listening. Eight six seven five. <laughs> yeah, can you just call us? The number is. <laughs> just uh, reach out if you know how to get that number. Like on an, I, it would have to be like on an open line or something. I wouldn't just change my cell phone number. Maybe a burner phone. Burner phone or a pager. Pagers are pretty big now. Pager. Right? Just page me. Call me. Beat me if you want to reach me. Beat me. Beat me, and I will get you right back. <laughs> so what about what's like? What have been? Who have been uh, some of your favorite guests to come on? I know oh. that you've had Brody Reed. Oh, there's no, there's no rankings here. It's all been good. Yeah. Well, good. This guy. Look at him. He's trying to make sure. I'm very democratic that yeah, way. That I go. know you're listening. Eight six seven. <laughs> what is that number exactly? What are those? What is that telephone number? Because I feel like you can like, as long as it rhymes, like I think well, that you could. It's seven numbers. Right, I know. So it's just whatever the area code was. I think New, maybe New York or something. Eight six seven five three zero nine. Is that the actual number? Because it could be like. That eight, was her number. Four three six two zero nine. I think it was. Real. Eight six seven five three zero nine. <laughs> what if we called it right now? Tommy Two Tone. I know you're listening, Tommy Two Tone. Tell us. Yeah, was what's it the area code? Who was it? Reach out. We're excited. Was it an ex-girlfriend? Was it your current girlfriend at that time? Was it someone else's girlfriend? Was it just a girl that you knew that you wanted to be your girlfriend? You was know? It your teacher. A lot of different possibilities. Probably something that we could Google or wiki, but you know what? Let's just fucking wonder. Yeah, it's just way more fun to just not know things these yeah. days. Where did the where did the time go when you just go, "Hey, I wonder uh blah blah blah." And then you're like, "Huh?" And you're just kind of uh, like yeah, you're just kind of like blah. ignorant for the rest of your life until yeah. you go to like a library, open up a book or something. <laughs> Microfiche. <laughs> or we could, you know, another possibility is just try and like dial that number with a bunch of different area codes and see who picks up. Because that true. would be fun too. That's like, true. hey, are you the 
Is this you from the song? Yeah, are you? Who are you? Like, are you the true owner of this? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Imagine how many people would buy that. Oh, the one ring to rule them all. That's what the podcast is called. The one ring. Holy shit! That'd be funny, dude. Because you know how many because area codes there are? find the one. But how do you know? Like, I would lie. If someone called me out just randomly and, here, are you the one? I'd be like, fuck yeah, I am. <laughs> Give me I'll money. Do, I'll do a little research, but not that much. <laughs> <laughs> just start calling. Yeah. That's fun, dude. Uh, so what's your favorite part about acting? Um, I think, uh, like, the... Uh, like the egotistical side of me wants to say like for, for theater uh, definitely the applause at the end uh, it feels good it does it feels great it's a fantastic feeling uh, like validate like you know getting validated it's the connection <laughs> validated it's the connection uh, between you and the crowd that you're like hoping is there right the whole time absolutely because you can hear like applause or like gasps or whatever while you're doing or it scoffs but you or don't like, know who it was yeah exactly and then if they at the end you're like i fucking hope they you liked it you know it's crazy though that's also my least favorite part about theater acting the worst part for me <laughs> is um curtain call i feel like oh coming out for the bow i some people love it so, like you could see some people just enjoy it <laughs> and it's not again it's not a criticism it's an observation yeah some people really enjoy it some people like you know Ha- like having that exchange at the end mm-hmm. uh not i not is I. it nerve-wracking it is you? it's it's just i think because that's like you know you're supposed to be you, no longer the character exactly it's and you. that's exactly right i think you, you're supposed to be the most vulnerable when you're acting i think i'm most vulnerable at curtain call because it's like i'm no, i no longer have this yeah no facade yeah exactly there's no facade there's no barrier there's no uh you're you're, you're yourself again and that's one of the reasons i like acting is because i get to s- step away from myself a little bit you i get to like, play a character exactly step in somebody else's shoes for That's a little bit so fun um for i guess like camera acting um i don't know actually uh, yeah i don't know uh have you been have you done like editing and stuff do you know how to like put on avid or whatever i don't know final cut final yeah cut. i'm not i've never been like i always take my hat off for editors and stuff um i've never been like very tech savvy so mm-hmm. things like that have always scared me um <laughs> dude so in 2007 ish i made a movie oh nice and but it was like it's like 30 minutes long this was when MySpace was still a thing. I love. I. I. am I'm, I'm still. Bring MySpace back. I love. I hate that I. I have to click on. Like if I were to go to your page, that there's no song, there's no background. Oh yeah. I absolutely profile song. Yeah. I. I, I used to that. love that. I used to spend hours and hours thinking about the perfect song that would, kind of represent who I am. Yeah. <laughs> to strangers I totally or whatever. Totally forgot about that. I love that. It was like, oh, this person likes this band. Chill. Very cool. And then eventually, like, it, you, you were able to put on playlists, so it wasn't just one song. Yeah, you could play whatever. Yeah, exactly. That was cool. But yeah, so going back, huh. so you made a movie in 07? Oh, yeah, and I edited it, but only in, um, like, Windows Media, whatever the fuck. Oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> that was, like, standard for, like, any PC. <laughs> yeah. And editing's hard. It's very, it's very difficult, <laughs> yeah. And you also have to be a filmmaker, I think. You have to, you have to be able to tell, like, a good story. Yeah. Uh, like you have directors that help you, but for the most part, I think it's it's very uh, arduous a task. Yeah. Oh. Because you have it all in front of you, and then you're like, okay, there's a lot of cuts. Uh, gotta put these clips together, and 
Okay, this clip went a little long. All right, let's uh, chop that. Some up people and... like that. So I, I, I imagine there are people who are, who like that kind of like that very, um, like they like that laborious task of yeah. having to like. I, but I think it's also people who are like I, very anal about shit. Yeah, I also like it too because I do like to have control over what the final product looks like. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but for someone like me who I just I couldn't like I would I would love to give someone an outline and an idea of what I want. Mm-hmm. But having to sit there and do it is just so, like, ah, I just, I, you notice that no one's ever like, yeah, I'll totally edit. Like, no one's ever, like, everyone's like, you know, fine, if I fucking, I guess if I wait, fucking no, have to. No, I'll just to. say the lines. I'll say the lines, you edit. Yeah, exactly. Like, how much am I going to get paid for it is pretty much, like, you know, the only time someone's really excited for editing. Is like, yeah, just pay. All right, fine. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's funny because, like, you do stand-up, right? And um, yeah. do you ever, like, did you ever study like you know you made a movie were you acting in it oh no the movie was just me um comparison shopping for mountain dew i love it we need to do this this needs to be like what's the name of that like what would be the name of that show like Um, doug's do's and don'ts or something like that oh or like uh no do no doug no but it has no in the title that's true that's it's gonna make people. That's think, a no. No, no. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sure that like many, you've had 126 shows up until today. Here's what the title of the of the show is. Doug. Doug. That there you go. Doug's do. D E W G. Do Doug. <laughs> right. That's kind of uh. Doug. But so do do. do Doug like, do. Does your audience know that like, you have like this crazy? That I love Mountain Dew. That you love like not love it like you're like you admire like you oh i eat i eat it every day <laughs> i consume it every day so much that i call it eating because it's sustenance <laughs> there it's like yeah it's like on the on the health pyramid it's it's on the tippy top no but, that's the worst well it's like the it's very like, bottom but the thing about the thing at the tippy top of the pyramid it's like it's so important because it's all the way up there that's true how'd it get all the way up there <laughs> yeah <laughs> Who made you the made shining star the, on the top of the Christmas tree? It made its way through the levels on the bottom. Yeah, exactly. And it graduated uh, to the top. Going back, I'm actually really curious about this because I have like a great, uh, I admire um, and I have a great respect for stand-up, uh, people who do stand-up. I, f- I feel like comedians are the good ones at least. And that's, I mean, that's kind of hard to say like you're good. Um, but it's I feel comedy like, subjective. Yeah. yeah. That's, and that's I think truth. that like there are, you you are because you're you fit you're in that um you know you're a stand-up dude <laughs> stand-up kind of guy I'm a i think that guy. you guys uh and and women also um are some of like the smartest people like not just in the industry but like just in the world um we'll run it we'll run the world i mean i mean also but you guys are also kind of you could be dumb shits also um but yeah like i i like i'm i would rather be in a room full of like top billionaire executives than to be in like a room of full of like stand-up comics just because it's just oh fuck dude like i seriously i would rather be with some big wigs and you know some people would rather do the opposite but i just like i'm so intimidated by stand-up comics because i always feel like they're really really intelligent Uh (laughs) i'm like "Uh yeah like Uh no but really like i think it's it's a craft and you have to be really smart and you have to know what you know you have to be really i think you have to be really intelligent um but I'm really curious, though, like, I feel like, and this is not to put anybody down, but I feel like comics 
feel like they can do acting like or feel like they think that they're good actors just by virtue of them being funny and being able to tell a joke but I, i've always had a problem with that you know mm -hmm. i've always feel like you know in the same way and that i could be a funny actor that doesn't make me a good stand-up right i was comic, just about to you say know? Like, like just the other way around yeah exactly yeah. um some I, I, like what are your thoughts on that like um i don't know like i think it's great if people try both um i think at at the core i feel like i'm a stand-up i'm a comic and like i do gigs like acting gigs and stuff sometimes i'd like to do like dramatic stuff too because i think i could do it um but yeah it's i don't know because i like if i if and when i keep getting more acting gigs and stuff and like oh he's in movies now oh he's in the pictures see oh see? yeah see? <laughs> welcome back now i'll still be doing stand-up right yeah exactly but so uh, do you think that it's just something that like you have to like like some the more use... roles that you get or uh, and then like you just you get better as you do uh something... yeah i mean like i don't have a manager or an agent or anything so just Whenever someone goes, oh, that guy's got the genuine article, see? Oh, we gotta get him. <laughs> we gotta get him in our pictures. Extra, extra. Yeah. Oh, get him on the Netflix, see? <laughs> People can binge him. <laughs> I talk about that accent all the time, actually. I think it's called the transatlantic accent. I love it. Yeah, uh, and it's funny. I, I was speaking to uh, a good friend of mine, Derek Edmund, who's a brilliant composer. Uh, he's a great sound guy. Um, he, he helps with the sound on the show. Very, very um, grateful and thankful for him. But we were talking about that, um, and that voice was like a product of, well, not really a product, but he told me that, that it was like for radio, because you, you used to have to have like a higher register and yeah. pitch. For the microphone to For microphones, right. But also, it was a, uh, a way for, it was started in boarding schools for Americans going to boarding school in London, what? and vice versa, so that you couldn't ever like you couldn't ever really pinpoint where someone was from so that it would it would appealing to both like i think british and uh yeah like wow. british and american audiences so they were trying to like make a, a mixed accent that both would use yeah whoa that yeah. blows my mind and it was something that they learned in in boarding schools uh like boys what? boarding schools yeah telegram exactly that's what my phone does when i get a text really i recorded that's myself so saying cool that. that is so great i want to do that <laughs> I don't think I could do that on my phone anymore. Telegram, see? <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, yeah, how long oh, has this been going? It's been going for 49 minutes. Yeah, man. I love it. Yeah. Can we do two? It just goes until we stop. Really? That's yeah. amazing. Is there any way that we could, like, start over? <laughs> no way. No way, man. Really? Oh, man. You no really... second chances, no third chances. Fourth chances, though. None of those either. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. It's hilarious. But fifth chances? Psych. No fifth chances either. But so, um, definitely sixth chances. Are most of the guests that you have uh, that come on to the show, like, comic, stand-up stand -up people? Or? Um, yeah, most most of the time. But then also, um, just anyone else. I've had some musicians on. Very cool. A um, couple buddies. Like, they're not uh, actors or comics or anything. They just, just are living their lives. That's and, awesome, man. Yeah. That's great. I feel like, um, so my buddy Tyler works for Razor. This company, this company, this company, this company. Like, 
All this stuff is from Razor. Cool. Because it's like sometimes he can get a discount or whatever. Um, and so he he's gone from like just working there, and now he's like the face of a whole part of their company. Wow! And so that must be really nice to bring him on for a podcast where <laughs> like you can't see his face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's like streaming and shit with Twitch. Oh, cool. Yeah, and he's got, like, a lot of followers, and he's making making some monies off of that. Good, it's man. Cool. Hey, dude, throw some over here to the <laughs> starving artists and stuff. Um, but, yeah, man, so, like, what do you, like, what do you do? Like, what do you do? <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, just, I get gigs when I can get them, and um, I write, and I write music, and I draw. You've seen the letters I make, the crazy face it things. Um, you know, stand up and podcasts and, uh, do you feel like when, board when you're games and D and D and <laughs> juggling and singing and stripping and <laughs> meth dealing yeah. and, you know, just typical yeah. LA life. Oh, Is that, that lamp right there from a Christmas story? Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> it's like a miniature, for any of you Christmas story fans, you know, the, 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 leg, the lamp, leg lamp leg lamp that the father buys it's electric sex that's amazing dude <laughs> you have some really cool stuff in here uh, but going back to like uh, I'm really curious like is there do you think that there's a formula for writing good stand up jokes or um well okay so there's no uh, I mean there's a few wrong ways I guess just cause like you can you don't want to be like hack and that's basically like talking about a, a subject that's been talked about like way too much or um, maybe like a style choice or I don't know because there's so many different styles and so many different comics it's hard to be like if you do stand up this way you'll you'll do great but there's as like guidelines I guess it'd be like think of something that makes you laugh or think of something that makes you angry why does it make you angry or why does it make you laugh um explore that talk about it like talk maybe even talk about it in conversation not like going into a bit but just like um like uh it's so fucking lame that they fucking discontinued Mountain Dew Distortion <laughs> like that like I could probably come up with a bit about that just because of how passionate I am about Mountain Dew yeah the, where did where did this love come from like <laughs> have you ever tried like Coca-Cola or oh yeah yeah, yeah. I like uh I'm I'm not exclusive to do I'll drink any soda any pop yeah but like what is it about Mountain Dew I feel like you know growing up it's, that's like a very like I feel like it was like the soda that like kids who like would BMX and skateboard and rollerblade and mountain climb it's pretty extreme <laughs> <laughs> is it just because it has the name mountain in it so if it was like mountain coca-cola do you think <coughs> like it was like before? hillside dew it'd be like it's just a fucking hillside yeah exactly like rolling rolling hill dew valley or... dew it's like <laughs> yeah. oh all that dew that's just collected in the valley gross swamp dew valley dew yeah so, desert oh. dew ah. toilet but, yeah, water but dew it... <laughs> but what is it about mountain dew that like just the 
flavor, man. Yeah. It's just how would you what would, how would you just for someone who's never tried Mountain Dew, how would you describe that? A smooth, one of a kind blend of citrus flavors. One taste, and you'll agree, it's doorific. That's from uh, someone pay this guy. <laughs> someone pay him for a spot, dude. Hey, I will be the face of Mountain Dew. I've made it known on this podcast many times. I will be the Mountain Dew guy. The Jack to Jack in the Box, I will be the Mountain to your Mountain Dew. Didn't they used to be a Mountain Dew guy already? Um, <coughs> I think they've had a few different people. Like wild hair. But, yeah, it's always different. I would love to see the stoner Mountain Dew guy. Like, the guy that's like the complete opposite of like all the extreme. Hey, man, just... Well, have you seen the recent, like, the one from the Super Bowl, Puppy Monkey Baby? Wait, is that, like, the little monkey and the... the, It's like a, like a mixed... Yeah. Animal thing? Yeah. Yeah, okay, I do. Puppy Monkey Baby. That's hilarious. Puppy Monkey Baby. (laughs) That's not stoner, that's not a dude, and that's not a stoner dude. Well, there was a couple, there was a couple dudes sitting around, I think, and they were just chilling. Oh, yeah, okay, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. The, Sorry, I'm 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 a little rusty on my Mountain Dew commercial <laughs> history. Trust me, if you need any help with Mountain Dew commercial trivia, you come to me. <laughs> <laughs> There's the one where it was like, uh, uh, I think it was when the logo was still. Yeah, what was that old school logo? I like these uh, this very '80s uh, Ninja Turtle. Sheets blankets. blankets that yeah, and you also have like old school Nintendo games, like not even Super Nintendo, like oh yeah, regular yeah, Nintendo. like regular Nintendo. <laughs> so when this was still the logo, it's not good for. Audio. Oh yeah, there you go. But, okay. Yeah, it was. And where... it's before they they act. It's still when they they spelled mountain. Like yeah, mountain. they spelled it all the way. Yeah. So it was now mountain it's like with mountain. a big M and then the do with the big W. Gotcha. And uh, that was on those commercials. It was this guy on a mountain and then this can of Mountain Dew is like streaming through the air really yeah, fast I remember and then he that. catches, catches it, it cracks it and then drinks it very very uh, like event, like very exciting and adventurous and yeah and ex- I was like, extreme is the word I was, I was like sign for. me up fuck <laughs> yeah but I think at that point I was already hooked yeah do you remember the first time you drank Mountain Dew yeah and I didn't really like it I was a Sprite kid wow okay yeah, Sprite, and then I think sometimes I would drink Diet Coke because my mom had it in the fridge, but I never really Diet liked. Coke is disgusting. Yeah, I hate it. I think it was like shit. the only, if it was either that or water, I'd be like, ah, oh, fuck, I guess I'll drink Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> Not water? I wouldn't. You need one to live, <laughs> and it doesn't taste like anything. I know. Uh, so you'd rather go for the shitty tasting thing? <laughs> I'd rather have some taste than no taste at all. Yeah, I have a, I have a, I have a cousin who <laughs> refused to hydrate and to drink water because she said it didn't, it, she didn't. It, it there doesn't was no taste like anything. But that's kind of like a good thing, like, you know. Like you don't need it to taste good; just drink it. Um. So yeah, then welcome, welcome back to the Some to water. Rod's podcast. We're here with my guest. Doug, uh, we're, t- we're talking about the importance of... Oh, uh, hello. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're talking about the importance of Mountain Dew. Good to be here. Uh, so, Doug, thanks for being on my show. Thanks for having me, see? You're, you're very welcome, say. Uh, but yeah, man, so like, what do you usually talk? Like, what what kind of questions do you usually ask your guests? Or is it more like of a... I mean, I already asked the questions. 
That's and then more. now it's I like, like answering questions. Now it's tangents and shit. I love tangents, um, but I also like. Okay, so tell me more about like uh, being in school with James Franco. Like how how crazy and cool and fun was that? Uh, it was kind. Of, uh, it was weird. Uh, I don't want to say it was weird because that has like a negative connotation. Uh, it was cool. It was like I mean, I, just being able to say like, yeah, he was like, I was in class with this guy is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was like, he was there. The class met like m- once once a week uh-huh. every Friday, and he was there for most of them. But you know, and understandably, he's like a very very busy guy. Busy, yeah. So yeah, like I remember he they would they would be like they would say things like the class would start very early on a Friday morning, I think like at nine a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would be like, yeah, so James is gonna be a couple minutes late, or he would even be on time, which is great because he'd be coming from like the East Coast, huh. and from what I heard, like he would sometimes take a helicopter to get Whoa. to class. Yeah, so he would leave. Would he land on the roof? I don't even know where he landed. He probably landed somewhere on some private pad somewhere and then took a car. Uh, but yeah, it was it was really interesting. It was That's like it awesome. was it was like really. Um, I don't even know how to describe it. It was cool. Like as as a, a guy who had been like as I mentioned earlier, like a guy who used to watch Pineapple Express like every night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Freaks and Geeks was like one of my yeah. like a, such a great show. Um, and then of course he does like his more dramatic stuff. It was it was great. It was cool. Um, I wish that, you know, there were so many, there was a, a, a bunch of kids in that. Essentially what the class was, uh, it was called One Act of Cinematic Events. So he would take, uh, it started off as him taking one act plays. Uh-huh. And then he was pretty much like the overseer. He was uh, like, he was the producer. So it was a bunch of one act plays. Uh, and this is the beautiful thing about CalArts is that there's students that study everything in the arts. So there's directors, yeah. there's producers, there's composers as musicians as dancers every job is there exactly and that was kind of the thing and that was kind of like it was really kind of like a a great way to get it was a really community it was very it was very it was very community like very community oriented um and which which is kind of sad because it was great but it was sad in that CalArts didn't really always do that like they pride themselves on being like a school that kind of is very collaborative Mm -hmm. uh one, I mean, if I had any critiques, it would be like I wish that I could have spent more time working with like animation, like the animators at school. Yeah. But this this class that he that he started. Do you draw? I do draw. I love to draw. Oh, yeah, dope. big time. Uh, yeah, I always wanted to be an animator, and sadly, I really wanted to go to 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 CalArts to be an animator. Uh-huh. Uh, but having friends that had like had already been accepted and seen their work, I was like, there's no way I'll get in. What's like the next big like? What's the next of, thing I could do? What because of like uh, your style or like what? Uh, I just I think just technique like just not being very good at just not drawing. I always wanted to be like uh, I just didn't have a style, and that's uh-huh. that's kind of what they help you figure out there. But I was always yeah I was never really good at drawing. Uh, Did I, you just draw like random stuff, or would you draw like stuff that exists and like I would the way like that, that yeah or? the way that I would do things is I would I could like I could stare at something and then draw it pretty well. Yeah. Um. But, like, you know, there are people who can, like, just draw anything. And, like, they'll think of a creature and they'll draw it out. And it's, like, that's what I like. I didn't, I, I like that, Im, like, the imagination part of it. Uh-huh. Um, but I did the, the next best thing, you know. And I didn't want to. Uh, and I had been at school studying. I had been at a community college studying biology uh-huh. before going to CalArts. <laughs> now we're going on the tangent. Uh, yeah. But let's, going back to the James Franco, it was really cool. Um, the, the class that he did was, like, again, it was called One Act of Cinematic Events. And uh, it started off taking one act plays, mm-hmm. and he would get direct like student directors uh, that were studying directing there, and then the directors would cast 
actors who'd sign up for the class oh, and there would be composers and there would be a production team and so it would be like you know many many productions all student-led it was all student body um, which was great and was fantastic I love that he was really giving everybody like how long were they each I don't you know I don't remember I, I went to like around half hour or each you know I don't I don't remember I think yeah hour but it when I did it when I did it he had we or no one act wouldn't be an hour it'd probably be like around a yeah, yeah 20 minutes or something yeah something like that but when I did it uh, it was the first time that they he stopped doing one act plays and did a full length play which was Tennessee Williams uh, Streetcar Named Desire oh. uh, and every scene had a different cast uh, had a different director what? Uh, yeah it, it was it was really really interesting um, so that was kind of cool so I got to play Stella and Stanley and Steve uh, all in one show um, so really what he yeah so it was I think like the greatest thing was that he was giving us the opportunity to, and it wasn't just like, you know, there were, I think there were like kids that were like art students that were also acting. Uh -huh. So it gave everybody like an opportunity to do things that they never thought. You yeah. know, I played uh, a woman, you know, yeah. Stella. Uh, I played. Um, did you do a voice or did you do your voice? No, you know, like when you're, you they don't. Said, you they said don't do it. Yeah, you know, don't I don't, it, it was never like, don't do this. It was more like, what do you like? It's what's going to give you the most honest performance. Right. Uh, it, so could, it could be like a slight affectation. It was, you know, like, you know, uh, I mean, you, you like, try to embody. Like maybe just talk a little higher. Yeah, something. you know, but little, I mean. A little soft, who knows, why not? Oh. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> no, it was really like you just try to really embody the character as a woman and you try to give that character respect. Yeah. Uh, and you don't want to put on, you don't want to be a dude playing a woman you yeah. want to be you don't want to be doing like a typical woman voice. right exactly and i think and that was really fun to explore and you know um but yeah it was really it was a great class uh i, met some I was really doing cool air people. quotes when i said typical woman voice <laughs> yeah he wasn't he wasn't trying to be trying to be mean or anything um yeah it was great it was great working with them and you know it it, it really when you have that name you know rabid bandini or which is his production company which is yeah. his good friend of vince I believe his last name is pronounced jolivet uh, when you have that on your resume, it just kind of opens the door for you, and so I'm very thankful in that. Uh, I wish that we it could have been more like personal, hanging out with him a little more, but um, still, I'm I'm very thankful for that. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, what was uh, what was he filming while while you were in the class with him? Uh, he was filming. Was uh, no, he was filming a couple things. He, I think, when he the year prior to me being in that class, he was working on something called. Tales of or Legends of the Goon Squad, huh. which is about like a nine. I think it was like a nineteen eighties punk rock club, huh. um, and I got to be an extra in that. Cool. Uh, and then he was filming Zeroville, a movie. It's a, it's a book uh, called Zeroville. I think it's set in the sixties, uh, and it had it's. As I recall, I read the book, uh, but it's been like a couple years. Um, it's about this dude named Vicker who moved. Well, at least I think he he changes the name to Vicker. He moves into Los Angeles directly after the Manson uh, killings. Mm. Uh, and then he kind of just, I think, it, I want to say it's kind of like a commentary on, like, the Hollywood lifestyle in the 60s and how yeah. the Manson killings kind of changed Hollywood and Los is Angeles. It a, is it a show or a movie? It's a movie. It's a movie. Yeah, okay. it's coming out, actually. Um, cool. Soon, soonish. Uh, but it was cool because they, sh they shot, like, this big party scene uh, in my hometown of Eagle Rock. Uh, in like a really big house like a few blocks from my parents house uh, and he was like it was a Halloween party also so he was like um, come dressed as someone who is alive uh, who died prior to the 60s 
Um, and so, yeah. I, yeah, I dressed up as Clark Gable, like a very short Clark Gable. <laughs> but it was cool. Like, you know, it, it was, I think, it was, yeah, so he was filming Zeroville at the time, I think. Cool. Yeah, so keep an eye out for that, guys. <laughs> Dope. Um, yeah, it was awesome. Um, wait, so you were studying bi- biology before. Yeah, I'm a big bio nerd. Uh, so I read. What's your favorite thing about biology to, to talk about and know? Uh, I really liked like uh, molecular. I I and, and um I would say anatomy actually is probably my favorite. Like understanding the way that the human body works. Yeah. So like uh and then like you go down to like a cellular level. Like you know, you get like mitochondria and like you know yeah. uh, like the way I just like the way the things work. Endoplasmic reticulum. Yep, smoothie R and then there's <laughs> there's rough end smoothie R. Uh yeah, and I just I don't know I just like understanding the way things worked. Uh, I always liked uh, marine biology was like another big thing for me. I was like swimming as a kid, okay. and uh, like the ocean is just such an unexplored territory right now that it's just like yeah. it's just you know there's so much that there's there needs to be discovered, which is really exciting. Uh, but yeah, I was Mariana Trench and all that. Yeah, like yeah, and it's like the deepest deepest part. In, right? Yeah, yeah, um, like the deepest part of the ocean. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I always liked bio just because there's it's. You know, there's an answer, you know. Yeah, there's... Very structured. There's an answer for everything, a component. They've they've literally broken it down to a science. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called again? Biology. Bio... Bi- <laughs> biology. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, so I was studying... I was studying biology, uh, mm-hmm. and I was never, like, a really good... I was never a good student. Like, you know, I, I used to love reading. I used to test really Same, well. Same, I wasn't a good student. But either. I just, like, the concept of having to get up and go to class yeah. and learn what they f- fucking wanted to Ugh. teach you was just so boring to me. Um, and I remember in high school, well, I mean, I'd always been, like, uh, into movies, and but I never, like, I never thought that that would be, like, my life, you know, uh, until I just got tired of going to school. Uh, and I did theater in, in high school after playing sports, like football and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I get to look, like, this is like, oh, this is like a thing. Like, this is not just something that pretty people do. Yeah. It's like, it's an, it's an art and there's, it's, there's almost like a science behind it and you have to treat it with respect and you have mm-hmm. to treat it just like any subject. And I was like, I want to explore this. But of course, uh, I, by the time that I realized that I really loved acting, there was nothing for me to do. Like I couldn't, I wasn't, I'm not a very tall dude, so I couldn't just go into Hollywood and be like, Hey guys, I'm here. You know, um, I'm what they call ethnically, ethnically, ambiguous. ambiguous. Uh, Mm -hmm. so it's not like, you know, I could be like the Hollywood leading man. Um, But also I see, I see a lot of, those casting calls and the emails I get, it's like ethnically. Yeah. So there, I mean, it's opening up now, you know, and, and thank goodness for, for like the diversity and stuff but yeah. uh yeah just i just got tired of of going to classes and and you know like i could learn pretty much anything about biology that i wanted to and i was going and taking some of these theater classes but some of the kids in there were just doing it for credits and you know and oh just in it to just in it to in it yeah and, and exactly and i was like there's and not not to diss like you know like the programs at any community college but it's like it's just not, I don't know, it just, you know, I just didn't, I wasn't getting what I thought I wanted to get out of it. I knew kids who'd, like, gone to study acting at, like, schools, and they were just so enamored with it, and I was like, so, like, I, yeah, so, like. Some days and some quarters were better than others. Yeah. Was it quarters or semesters? Semesters, yeah, Uh, and then, yeah, and, like, I only did it for, like, two, two, one year there, and I, I fell in love with the acting, I just didn't like the program at the community college, so I was like, 
I'm going to take a year off, see what I want to do. I was working at Starbucks, and <laughs> just by chance, this piano teacher at CalArts came in, uh, and she overheard me speaking to one of my coworkers about how much I missed acting. She was like, hey, you should apply to CalArts. <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah, sure, no problem. Not knowing, uh, I didn't. I found out later that it's it's pretty much like you have like a like the same amount of, like the chances of you getting into CalArts are like the same as like you getting into Harvard like it's it's a very very good very (laughs) yeah very it's like just walk in and be like hey I want to come here uh no yeah and I'm really glad that I didn't know that because I you know I didn't want to um I didn't want to just be that guy that was like oh I'm gonna be I'm gonna be an actor now you know and then just try and go and audition Mm -hmm. not that there's you know like if more power to you if you can do that but like for me it was more about like if I'm going to be good, I want to be the best. And to be the best, you have to understand it mm-hmm. inside and out. You have to go and study it. You have to learn technique. Um, you know, and I did. I learned a bunch of, I learned great technique. I learned just, just a lot. Um, so I'm very thankful for it. And um, yeah. It's good training. It's great training, yeah. And I still, many of the things that I learned there, I'm still, I still use every morning when I wake up. I still do a little bit of yoga. I still do breathing techniques. Yeah. vocal warm-ups um the way that i study characters the way that i break characters down all, all things i learned at CalArts. um yeah and i'm still a pretty shitty actor so i can't imagine how <laughs> shitty i would be you know had i not he's not he's doing awesome on talking shots it's coming out soon you guys yeah yeah guys watch talking shots that's another thing though you know what's funny is speaking of talking shots um i didn't i never thought of myself again like i never thought of myself as a funny like as a funny like a comedic actor um but most of the roles that i've been booking or that i have the most fun going into auditions or feel the greatest leaving the audition room are are funny roles like comedic things like you know um and like i i I like yeah i like making people laugh in person like in real life, mm-hmm. I never thought that I could do that as a character because I always thought like, well, you have to understand like how to deliver lines and, you know, you have to like, you have to be the guy that like watched every funny comedy kind of like movie that's part of the canon, you know. <laughs> um, and I have, I've watched many of them, like, you know, but um, yeah, I'm starting to learn that I really, really enjoy doing uh, comedy roles, comedic roles and I love the idea like you know we did this we did this on talking shots where we do uh the gagorama where you just like <laughs> say a bunch of funny lines and see what lands yeah yeah uh that's just a lot of fun like some of my favorite things to watch are bloopers like i love watching bloopers because you yeah. just see how much fun uh-huh. people are how having much fun were you having fun making it then it probably ended up a good absolutely product. absolutely yeah whereas yeah. like if you're doing a dramatic role it's kind of like you know, you leave, no matter how good it could have been, like, you leave never feeling satisfied because it's always, like, it's always about making it perfect rather than, like, you know, like, it's always about, like, you know, how good is the product rather than how how much fun did you make having the product, like you just said. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, so, start exploring. I forgot what we were talking about. Talking shots. Talking shots, yeah. So, everybody should watch Talking Shots. On NBC. (laughs) Yeah, in 30 years. Um, But, yeah, Talking Shots, everybody should totally check that out. Doug is a writer and an actor in it. YouTube. YouTube, yeah, we're going to... Probably, I think so. Well, you know, we're trying to... We we have some people who... Crackle? Crackle could be good. Or, what's the the new one? Uh, Pop. CISA. Pop.tv. Sessa.com. CISO. CISO. Yeah, that's yeah. Scott Ackerman. Please, for the love of God, you guys are, you guys, it's all, that's like all 
comedy stuff, right? Yeah. This is totally there, man. It's, it's NBC's like NBC's comedy channel. It's NBC's comedy channel. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, you know. Um, they have they have like all the SNL. Yeah, ever? like all of them. Oh. Yeah, I know that's yeah. great. And like they do his some of his original shows and. Yeah. Uh, I'm talking about Scott Ackerman, dude. Like I'm a huge dude, fan of yours. Hidden America is fucking great. What's hidden? I don't think I've ever. It's um Jonah Ray is the host. And he goes around. <laughs> he goes Look. around to different towns. So each episode is a different city. Cool. And it's like fake. Like the facts about the city are fake. So we, really, it's, yeah. It's all, it's all like comedians and actors and stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. I gotta check that out. It's yeah, so talking good. shots. It's like we, we want we we want it to feel like when you watch it, like is this real? Like we want you to question if it's like like kind of like real. Yeah. Uh, but you know, like when you when you. You, once like you start watching you realize that there's no way it could be real like no one's gonna sit there like our first uh guest on the show his name is eric lloyd um who was uh, the, he was on the santa claus yeah he was a he was a little kid in the santa claus and then dunston checks in he was in the wonder years and he was in the movies with like robert danny jr and he was a uh, young bruce wayne in in batman, batman and, robin. and robin batman and robin uh and uh he's also one of the producers and he owns lp studios um, you'll see that like in the episode, he, he's like playing himself. Um, but like, it's kind of scripted. And so just, it'll be a good time. It's like, you know, we interview him and there's no, like, there's no way that he would have been able, like if this was, if that was a real episode, the way that we filmed it, if it was a real episode, like, yeah, we're giving you a peek behind the curtain. Yeah. A little BTS. <laughs> uh, I just noticed that like your little mouse thing is changing colors. Oh yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anyway, talking shots, it'll be a good time. It's like uh, this alcoholic, misogynistic dude gets a shit ton of money from his grandmother's. He inherits it from his grandmother after she dies. And, uh, and it makes a show. And all he wants to do is just be like a late night talk show host. So it's kind of like a spoof on late night talk shows. Although it's not really, um, it's not like we're not pointing the finger. We're not throwing anybody under the bus. It's just kind of like taking that format and kind of making it our own. Yeah. Yeah. So watch out for that. Yeah. On CISO. On CISO, on NBC, <laughs> on Netflix, on HBO. Uh, any, we would, anyone, anyone. Anyone. Just please pick it up. We'll be... We want to, like, release a trailer, teaser trailer pretty soon. Fusion. Uh, Fusion Network. Any uh, of them. Come on. MTV2. <laughs> MTV Tress. VH1. VH1. VH1 Classics. Whatever it'll take us. Anything. VH1 Classics! <laughs> That's the best song, dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> We're so ahead of our time that it's going to be on the classics before it's a classic. Um, yeah, so what are the uh, some other questions you have, dude? As you can tell, I really like ta- I really Ooh. like speaking, especially yeah. when there's no camera. Um, what are uh, yeah, what are some shows growing up that you would watch where you were like, "Man, I love that show." I could never be an actor. Like, because I, I would think that too growing up, just like, wow. Um, wow. Like, I think a, I think a lot of them were um, were animated shows where you, like, I remember watching, uh, like, Animaniacs, Ren and Stimpy, mm-hmm. kind of like that, the very nostalgic 90s. Beavis and Butthead? Beavis and Butthead. Like, Mike Judge. Dude, Mike Judge, please, come on, dude. Like, <laughs> I can do voice. I can do, I can do many crazy voice. I, yo, I can do. I can do many. Like I'm just doing a bunch of different. I'm just. I'm just doing a bunch of crazy. Come on, Mike Judge. Uh, just hire me, dude. Yeah, I remember watching like, you know, shows like King of the Hill. 
yeah. Beavis and Putthead. Um, Simpsons? The Simpsons, of course, absolutely. Which, because of James Franco being a Kellart, I got to work in a tiny little scene with Hank Azaria. What? Yeah, dude, I remember, like, I was just sitting in, uh, like, this tent being an extra, and this one guy comes out, and he's like, hey, you, come, come here with me. Um, and I go, okay. And, you know, what's really fucked up is the dude that pulled me in, uh, he goes up to the director of, of this particular thing that they were shooting, um, and he goes, is he too short? <laughs> and I was like, oh, come on, dude, come on. In my, This is all internal, obviously. I'm just like, come on, dude, don't be a dick. Yeah, not right um, in front of me. Yeah, exactly. And the, the director was really cool. He was like, no, dude, he's perfect. Go ahead. And I had no at that time, I had no idea what was going on. I was just kind of like, all right, whatever, I'm just going to go in. And he goes, you're, you're going to be a bartender really quick. Um, just, you know, keep it light, keep it funny. Uh, and I had still no idea. Yeah. And then uh, I was turning my... Uh, then it was funny because my brother was there on set, uh, who's also a producer for the show, and he's a super smart dude. Uh, uh, and I'm going to try to get him in. He's not really an actor by any means, but, uh, you know, it's, it's good to have family on board. Um, but he was there just because we were trying to make some extra money, and they brought him in. And it was really cool because he was standing in, fr- in front of me, and we're like, we're talking, so... I'm looking at him as we're talking, and then some dude just comes up to the bar and puts his hand on the bar, and I look over, and it's Hank Azaria <laughs> in, like, this 70s, like, long 70s wig, very in cowboy boots. And it took me a second, like, uh, I had seen him walking outside, but I wasn't sure it was him until, of course, I'm standing face-to-face with this dude. Yeah. Uh, and I had, you know, like... Like, I had grown up watching The Simpsons. He's yeah. fucking Apu. He's Chief Wiggum. Yeah. Like, he's just... He's Mo. you know? There and it's, so many voices he's so, Simpsons. And so, like, going back to your question, like, yeah, it was, like, it was animated shows that really made me think, like, I can never be an actor because you think about, like, what they really sound like and how they create these voices yeah. and how they create, like, you know, like, dialects or pitch uh, and, and, like, inflections and stuff. And yeah. I can't do that. Like, I, it's how like I just don't like I can but it's just like being a human being practice right and being like a human being that like you you can like you know you could you think about like you know if if you're like in a sitcom about a family dealing with problems it's easy to because every family deals with problems you put yourself in the shoes but how the fuck you want to do a voice yeah like how do you put on a voice y'all yeah exactly it's like, uh, like if you want to do a southern draw, do the fucking southern draw. Do the southern draw, yeah. But yeah. like, do it, like, commit to it. <laughs> it's like, it's like, you better put a ring on that voice, you know. <laughs> if you like it, you better put a ring on it. Uh, yeah, but like, dude, if you think about like, like Animaniacs, like the voice of like Yakko and Wacko and even Dot, like. How do you even like? Yeah, yeah. like yeah, exactly. But how, the, they're supposed to be like cats. Yeah, like how do you even create a voice to something that has no voice in real life? You know, so I, I, I would practice well, in I front think of mirrors. For Wacko, they were like, mm, Wacko's gonna be the voice of Ringo Starr. Yeah, that's right. I guess it kind of was Ringo Starr, but I don't think they were like. I don't think the creators were like, "This is his voice." I think it's right. like they brought people in and were like, "Well, what do you have?" Yeah. Um, but yeah, so any voice actors in there that want to. Um, you know, bring me in, please do it. Cause you know, what's crazy is I've worked with some, some big name actors and you'll notice like, if you watch animated shows, like it's pretty much like, it's a very small circle, dude. It's like, you have to yeah. break in and break in and never leave. You will never leave. Yeah. What is that? Who's that signed by? Sorry guys. I'm looking at you know a, a Hollywood, a Hollywood reporter, uh, like issue cover 100 episodes baby of Futurama so that's J- John DiMaggio yeah. you got that signed by John fucking DiMaggio yeah. 
Holy fuck, dude! Like, and then the, I'm nerding the fuck out. Who drew the Who drew this, the little bender? This was at Comic Con. Oh my he, fucking shit! He signed it, and then um, this was one of the girls who draws Bender, and she like um. I found out that she was one of the artists at the table, and I was like, "Would you draw Bender for me?" And she was like, "You want me to?" And I was like, "Yeah, of course." You want me to? Like, as if like <laughs> no one wants me to draw Bender. Like, well, no, I guess no, no one's there specifically for her because it was a line for like John DiMaggio signing oh that sucks dude yeah, but still I was like fuck yeah you draw Bender please draw me a Bender I think there's a theme here if, if anybody's noticed like my my dream job is to be a voice actor like right now I, I don't know if you can tell but Doug what am I wearing right now Monsters University I'm wearing hat. a Monsters University hat right now that I got at Disneyland yesterday uh, and I have a, a Miko the raccoon Oh, from, from Pocahontas, Pocahontas watch. Uh, wristwatch on right now, uh, and one of the reasons I went to CalArts is because it was very. It was started by Disney. Uh, the Pixar guys went there. Uh, Tim Burton went there. Yeah. Don Cheadle, like uh, Pee Wee Herman, uh, Paul Rubens went there. Um, but really, it was like all of the the Disney Pixar guys. And I just please come on, John Lasseter. From what I've been told, from what I've been told, uh, John Lasseter uh, was, I think, when he was rooming there. Uh, the way that it works is that like you, um, it's two rooms that are connected by a bathroom, mm -hmm. uh, and so it's it's like it's kind of hard to explain. So two do two people live in one dorm, and you share a bathroom with, with another two people. Okay. That's adjacent, like it's adjacent to you. Got it. Uh, from what I've been told, someone told me my first year. Uh, his name is Hunter, very talented TD. Uh, he he told me that like. What's TD? Uh, technical director. Okay. I think, I think that's what. I, that sounds right. I think so. Uh, he told also me that. Also touchdown. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> One of those. They're both equally cool. Um, but he he told me that like we, that either he was in the room that John Lasseter was in, uh, and that I was mm -hmm. like in Andrew Bird's or something. Or the other way. Something like that. Um, which was really awesome. But like I. Oh, the number. A, the number that's all over the Pixar A1, movies. I think it's A113. That's actually like a, a room. That's like a classroom. Oh, a room that they would meet in and stuff. Yeah, it's like a, it was a classroom. Yeah, that's okay. like where they would... It was one of the classrooms. Okay. Um, I'm talking more of the dorm room. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then Tim... Did you soak in any of the vibes? I tried to, but I wasn't an animator. Uh, and that's like, dude... You know, people think that like when you go to CalArts, I think like, you know, you, you try to... Monsters University, I from what I heard was based on CalArts. <laughs> the only difference between Monsters University and real-life CalArts uh, is not so much that there aren't real-life monsters, but it's more about, like, the idea of frats and, like, uh, stuff like that. Yeah. I think, you know, like, uh, the art kids are considered, like, the cool kids. Mm -hmm. Like, the dancers are considered, like, the jocks. Uh, <laughs> you know, the art kids are considered, like, you know, the music kids are obviously the music kids. Yeah. Uh, and then the animators are considered like the quiet, shy kids. For me, literally, I always, well, it's not, I mean, literally people use that word, but for me, I always thought that the animators were like the fucking rock stars because, yeah. I mean, it's they're just so the hard. coolest. It's so... it's so, yeah, dude. And they're so talented, man. And like, so knock, knock, if you're listening, aloha, brother, like, please. <laughs> Please just throw me into one of your films because I know you're going to be a huge hit. Um, yeah, and so there's a the theme, man. Like, you know, I just really want to be, like, a voice actor. Like, I am I just have such a passion for that. Um, Dope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, um, talking shots could be a good, a good way for people to see 
see your voice and see some stuff that you can do. I think that'd be fantastic. Yeah, and more, more and comedic You know thing. what? Maybe sometimes when you're blacked out, you'll, like, try voices because you're drunk and you don't know. Who knows? Dude, I'm... Yes, and <laughs> this kind of goes back... And going back to talking shots, the most exciting thing for it, uh, for me is... um. Like, I mean, yeah, I get to, like, do my own show. I'm, like, in front of it. Like, the production value is really good. We shoot on red cameras. We shoot at yeah. LP Studios, uh, which, again, is run by um, Eric Lloyd, who's uh, a producer. And, uh, you know, just look up LP Studios. But the most important thing for me is that I get to, for one, like, one, create, create stuff mm -hmm. with my friends. Two, a really important thing for me is to um, have, as like, as just diversity all over the place. Like mm -hmm. I'm looking to get female directors, female writers, people of colors, uh, as strong characters, even though it's comedy, you know, like you don't want to be the stereotypical, whatever they stereotype you as, you know, based mm -hmm. on whatever race you are, or what you look like. Uh, we're trying to throw that out the window. Um, I'm really like, that's the most important thing for me. And that's why I'm so excited to do talking shots. It's not so much that I get to, to be in front of the camera, but I, I'm, I'm like, I'm, and I hope this doesn't sound like um, arrogant, but like, I'm giving my friends jobs. Like, I'm giving them yeah. things to do, like things to write. I'm giving, you know, like I, and that's like the most rewarding thing. It's like, where, you know, and maybe like some someone could, who knows what the fuck they would be doing. But for this day when they're shooting at Talking Shots, they're not, they don't have to worry about their day job. They yeah. worry about the job that they want to do, which is directing, sound, lighting, makeup, hair, acting writing what have you you know yeah. that's the most important thing um and i think it could be exciting i think that we, we if we get enough you know support it's it's going to kind of blow open the doors on the kind of like the hollywood model where you have to be play this based on what you look like or yeah you know um and that's just that's just fun it makes me smile on the inside turn into a little kid <laughs> you know yeah because it's like uh, sometimes it doesn't feel like work it feels fun it's fun Oh, it's a, oh, dude, and that's one of the things that I've heard from most of the people that have been on set, you know, uh, it, it, it was just a lot of fun. It was like, you know, and that's the most important part yeah. for me. It, it always feels like work, uh, but fun work. Like, you know, it's, I, I have, yeah. I have to wear many hats, yeah. but that's kind of like what I, I, I chose to do that. Mm -hmm. So I chose, you know, to be executive producer, yeah. you know, I scout locations. I think about who's coming on the show. I don't do a lot of the writing, but like, you know, I do throw out ideas. Mm -hmm. Then I have to worry about being in front of the camera. I have to worry about who's eating what. Makeup. Makeup, scheduling, you know, like. Love, Mike. Love, love. <laughs> boom. <laughs> uh, oh, you uh, didn't get love to the boom? Uh, pillow. No, we, we do both. Uh, oh. Who the pillow fluffer is that day. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, it just—it's gonna be a lot of fun, and I hope Personal people. massage. Exactly. I hope what people take away from it is that like they notice that it's not just a bunch of pretty white people in front. Not that there's anything wrong with pretty white people. It's just I think it's important to get to, like you know times yeah, are changing. My skin's more like pink and orange and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're you're officially like you know. You 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 can be whatever race you want. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like the fun part about talking shots, you know. That's that's really exciting for me. And even if it doesn't go anywhere, and even if I never make a profit, uh, and right now I'm pretty much my my buddy Brian and I, uh, Brian Lima and I are producing it, and it's all out of our own pocket right now. Yeah. Um, and people just kind of just giving and sacrificing their time and donating their time. Mm -hmm. um, so even if it continues like this and we never get picked up, I think it's important that that at least we're we're helping create uh, jobs for people who maybe 
don't get the exposure that they need or don't yeah. get the gigs that they want. Um, and also just be exciting. Like you never know, like, you know, Doug, you could be, someone could be watching it and think that they, the rest of the show is terrible, but could totally love you, man. And like, I you was know. shining, I was <laughs> shining on the yeah. screen. And I, I love, I love your character, dude. Like, and like, it's so, it's so like the character that you play is so much like your real self. Like you have like such an infectious, warm, genuine laugh that I like, I fucking, that's like, that's going to be your trademark, man. Um, and it's such a great, it's so nice to have like a contrast to my very douchey character. Um, yeah, what's the next question? Um, let's see. What's, uh, how many of the Marvel movies have you seen? Have you seen them all? Uh. Or like a handful of them? I've seen, I think I've seen a pretty good, yeah, I think I've seen maybe three-fourths of them. Yeah. Have you seen all, have you seen all the Captain Americas? I've seen, No. I think maybe I, c- I don't I don't think I've been able to sit through any of them. Oh okay. Uh, not just Captain America was never my was never the like my favorite character. Uh huh. I just you know and I don't know I don't know why. Uh, I think. What do you think? I mean, do you think they're good or? I like them. Yeah. I think like, the action people, stuff. People is give really a good. lot of shit to the first one, and it's because like I think one reason is because it's a period film. Like, yeah. It takes place in the fifties, and people are like. I want people to have cell phones. <laughs> right, exactly, because it's kind of hard for people. Well, because, I mean, the demographic is, you know, yeah. young people, and, like, they don't give a they fuck. They can't relate. They don't give a shit about 1950s anymore. But fuck. it's but it's superheroes still. It's yeah, exactly. Cool. I think it's that's Tesseract. Actually, I like think the... that's really cool, actually, yeah. Uh, you know, and, um, yeah, I think the action, like, from what I what I have seen of those movies, the action's amazing. Uh, like, the stunts are cool. Like, it's, it, it, all, it all looks great. It's yeah. just kind of too fucking corny for me to be honest you know it's too how much money you know kind of thing uh i do like the iron man movies i robert dan june is one of my favorite actors um yeah and he i mean he played charlie chaplin which is like the reason that i that i do anything in what in uh chaplin he played charlie chaplin in chat he won i think he won an oscar for that whoa yeah dope i gotta see that yeah it's fuck it's fucking amazing dude like i love he like i mean that's probably the movie's called chaplin yeah okay and it's about charlie chaplin's life and he i think he does he just does such a great great job in that and i'm very very particular about charlie chaplin like i'm very very like he's the reason that i do what i do i remember oh okay going back to like tv shows or movies about things that i was like i could never do that Uh uh-huh like I watched Charlie Chaplin do his thing, and he's so graceful, and he's so funny, and he's such a brilliant writer and composer. I was like, I can never do that, but I want to. <laughs> now I want to. I was very inspired by him. Um, so yeah, I would definitely check that out. Cool. Um, but yeah, Marvel movies are cool. I think I tried to sit through Age of Age of Ultron uh-huh. a couple of days ago. I think they, I think there's so many good. I think the main problem for me besides like you know them casting just huge names to try to make a lot of money mm-hmm. is the storylines that are overlooked like they choose very i wouldn't say cheesy they choose i don't know just there's so many good storylines that i think that they could have utilized in the movies that they just kind of just overlooked yeah, yeah. i mean the, uh you gotta sacrifice time when it goes from comics to to the movies yeah like, i i don't know the whole story of Civil War, but I want to read those comics. I, at some point, I want to get that whole like Marvel subscription thing where you can have all of Marvel, all of Marvel's comics they've ever done for ten bucks a month. 
Oh, wow. And, like, all of the new ones that come out, you keep getting them. But it's, like, digital. That's awesome. So you get it on your phone or... That's kind of sad, though. I kind of... Online or whatever. There's nothing like holding, like, an actual comic. Mm Mm-hmm. On. It's fantastic. Yeah. All right. I feel like this has been a great episode. <laughs> I think like I just want to keep talking more because I like hearing my own voice, even though I can't yet. Um, <laughs> but yeah, dude, this has been such such a fun time. I love hanging out. This room is amazing. I wish people could see like the really cool stuff that you have in here. Um, yeah, it's pretty chill. It is really awesome, and I'm, I'd be happy to come back and just talk some more. Yeah, dude. Awesome, man. Um, so plug. What's your Twitter and? Um, oh yeah. Um, I probably should have done that at the beginning because I doubt anybody's gonna get to the no, end. No, no, no. Uh, unless you can is, edit that you where, could <laughs> the end is where we do the plugs uh yeah okay so you guys can find me on instagram at in rod we trust seven it's kind of like in god we trust but it's in rod we trust all lowercase and with, the number seven and with, and the number so it's in rod we trust seven like the number seven yeah like you trust him seven times it's a holy number <laughs> uh you can find me on facebook under rod hernandez varela uh look up my production companies instagram which is very small there's not many very many followers yet but i don't post a lot until after i won't be posting a whole lot on there until after the first show yeah um but my production companies uh it's called creators era uh you could look that up under creators era c-r-e-a-t-o-r-s-e-r-a yeah is that right yeah mm-hmm. uh twitter i'm under rod hf seven I think I don't really I haven't really used Twitter a whole lot. Hernandez Ferella. Hernandez Ferella, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. That's pretty much like the big ones. Uh, look out for talking shots. Uh, hopefully it it's comes. It's coming. Out. It's coming soon. It's coming yeah. to the pictures. Yeah, see? we're wrapping. T- we're wrapped the first episode tomorrow. Uh, great team. Great. You know, we have great writers. Brody Reed, Doug Culp. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's also a great actor in it. Um, <laughs> We have some really great people. Uh, shout out to Michael Ho, Daniel Clean, Derek Etman, uh, Eric Lloyd, Brian Lima, Christian Hernandez Frella, Bobby Jane, um, Mike Judge, Mike Judge. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm trying. Hold on, let me see who else. Just in case, for some reason, they ever listen to this. Uh, Mike Judge, uh, please, I would love to be on Silicon Valley. Get that, get that ethnically and amb- ethnically ambiguous guys in there. Uh, I'm like a cross between. Uh, John Stamos, Zach Efron, Adrian Grenier, uh, but a little shorter. Um, uh, yeah, uh, Billy West, dude, if you're listening, for the love of God, please, please, just hit me up, please. I will wash your clothes, dude. Um, John DiMaggio, uh, Martin Scorsese, oh <laughs> pretty much like anybody, anybody that, anybody, especially anybody in the animation world. Uh, John Lasseter, any of the Pixar guys, Brad Bird. Uh, uh, who else? Stanton is that is that someone's last name? Uh, Pete Doctor. Um, just anybody at Pixar, please. Just I can do a lot of really cool voices if you need me to. Uh, yeah, like it's, it's yeah. So that's pretty much it, guys. Just look out for talking shots. Oh, you can also just look up on Instagram the hashtag Creators Era Talking Shots. Uh, yeah, and just look me up whenever you can. It's been. Yeah, it's been fun, dude. Dope. This has been You and Me and Thoughts and Talk with Doug Culp and... Rod hernandez Ferella. All right. All righty. Oh, yeah. There it goes. Cool. So, yeah, the laughing guy. I was, I was known as the laughing guy.
Oh, oh, hello, everyone. Hey, guys. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> we were, we had we were... ended this episode, but then Doug started telling me this really funny story. And we were still talking. Nope, it's recording. <laughs> um, Just had to catch up with itself. Uh, well, I mean, which one's the show that you're the laughing guy at? Harmontown. Okay, so Harmontown. So, tell this again. So, you go to Harmontown. Oh, yeah, I show. went to Harmontown. I was super high. And there was this whole bit about uh, Back to the Future and this conspiracy guy and he was talking about how like it's linked with 9-11 um, and Jeff Davis leans over the mic and goes Pine 11 and I lost my shit I lost my mind <laughs> that's hilarious man he says Pine 11 but I was really interested because oh and there was a lot of hate online. yeah so he said that like they on Twitter and on Reddit they had uh, like people started commenting on. People were like, so this was like a me. Well, but it's like, how did they know about about you to begin with? Was it like because video they thing? listened to Harmontown? So it's like a podcast show type thing, right? Also? It's a live podcast. It's a and live. They put it out as a show okay. a couple days later. And so you could hear it. Could you like? And so have you gone back to to listen to it? No, because I was there. But have you gone so back I to listen to it like ever? Uh uh-uh. That'd be I interesting. I haven't listened to that one. But really, I was more I was more curious because um. I've done, you know, like, you know, I've done uh, plays and I've done like, little bits here and there, yeah. um, but never, like, I've never done anything where, like, it's, like, on a, on a social media or it's, like, where people are commenting on it about mm-hmm. social media. And I'm scared because I'm scared that, like, once we put our show out, I'm sure there's going to be loads of haters. Uh, once Talking Shots Haters gonna... with a capital eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm curious, like, yeah, so, like, what were people saying about about The Laughing Guy? I don't even know. I didn't read any of it. Oh. Because I, I do Reddit, but I don't, I've, I don't, like, dive in deep. Like, I haven't gone on Reddit a lot. That's what I was going to ask you, like, how, like, I, was, I wasn't sure if you had or hadn't read these things, but I was wondering, like, how, how you deal with that, like, I mean, I guess the oh, best way... Yeah, exactly. It's like, just don't even give a shit. Yeah, they can think whatever the fuck they want. If I'm having a good time at a show, then I'm having a good time at a show. And something good came out of you having, like, a good time, right? So, like, oh, yeah. now you get to, like... Yeah, I'm in. I'm in, like, Flynn. <laughs> and so now you... Now he's just, like, the shit now. Uh, so that just goes to show. Go and have a... Go and just laugh. But, like, don't be a dick about it. Like, go on and laugh. And there is this last the last episode that um, they asked if anyone knew the Pringles Dick song. You'll know if you listen. <laughs> Pringles Dick song is from Harmontown, and if anyone is listening to this, then they'll know. Um, and I, I raised my hand and I went up and I I sang it, and then at a certain point I was like leading everyone along with it. And what's still the, what's it. the song? Pringles Dick. Yeah, but how do you like, how does it go? <laughs> Teach it to people. <laughs> Okay. Oh, I'm like telling a story, podcast story from another podcast. It's just, uh, okay, no, no. I'll just do the song. No, no. All right, I'll do it. (laughs) But I'm going to give no context. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you? Some people call me Pringles dick, but I never really found out why. I don't really have a Pringles dick, I just keep my dick inside. I keep my dick inside a Pringles can, cause it keeps my penis safe and dry. Some people call me Pringles dick, but I never really found out. No, I never found out. I never really found out why. 
<laughs> the Pringle Dick Show. And see, what's what's happened here is that it's become my podcast now. So now I'm asking him questions. It was it was because <laughs> it was because he would hold it like that. Oh, hilarious! Who would hold it like that? Jeff Davis. Oh, from Harmington. Okay, that gotcha. Story. Gotcha. So okay, I thought it was like like an actual um, like a Pringles tune that people just kind of like misheard and like you could just like <laughs> you could just oh like the the green if I was blue I would die if yeah I was exactly blue, it's like I you you die. hear what you I want which makes more sense like you know because I would die I don't think really means anything <laughs> but if I were green I would die if you're in a blue world and you're green then you would die you would probably die but <laughs> if you're blue I would die like what the fuck does that even mean um, but that's just like going into like a way different, like on a way different tangent. Dabba-dee, dabba-die. Uh, yeah, hilarious. Uh, so, uh, guys, uh, duplex comedy suplex, uh, happened last night. Oh, no, I do that later. No, no, it happened last night. Oh, right. Because today's Friday. Yeah. Uh, and so last night was Thursday. Mm-hmm. And... Right now is Thursday. <laughs> Wait, what's happening? Wait, what is Wait, happening? The time is folding in on itself. Yeah, seriously. Uh, <laughs> Duplex Comedy Suplex is uh, is Doug's show. Uh, uh-huh. He does stand-up. He brings people in. Yeah. <laughs> and again, this is now turned into my interview, uh, but I'm interviewing him. <laughs> the interviewee has become the interviewer. <laughs> do, uh, do you do sketch comedy? Cool. Uh, yeah, me, I've never, me and Brody are writing that show. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sketch show. Yeah, uh, Doug and Brody Shody. The Doug and Brody Shody. The Doug and Brody Shody. Um, mm-hmm. Like, do you, like, uh, have you ever, like, gone and studied, like, acting or, like, sketch? Or I've taken acting classes improv? in college. Um, I didn't learn a whole lot, but I feel like... Oh, good college. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I took an auditioning class, and it's pretty easy to audition. You just have to do the thing. Slate first. <laughs> but they'll tell you to slate. Yeah. Actually, I went into an audition yesterday, or two days ago, uh, on Wednesday, I should say, uh, where they didn't make me slate. It was for a film, or for like a series, uh-huh. but there was no camera. So either the oh. there was no camera, there was no slating, huh. uh, and I'm there was no camera anywhere. So I know it wasn't that they just weren't slating me. It was like everybody, which is kind of weird. Huh. So I was like, after I left, I was like, how the f- like how is this fucking how is the casting director going to like remember it? Like she's just gonna take notes afterward? Like whichever performance was uh, dynamite. Dynamite. <laughs> um. <laughs> Do you go out on auditions a lot? Yeah, here and there, when I get them. How do you get those? Uh, L.A. casting. Nice. Uh-huh. Yeah, I feel yeah. like... It's chill. Sometimes it's I go on auditions and I book shit, and I'm like, I still have to pay my agent and my manager, mm. but I'm, I don't know if they actually help in like me getting that job or the audition. Even. Well, uh, so because I'm through L.A. casting, like I go and look up the jobs, and I go and submit for the jobs where I'm like I think I can do that 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 
oh no i'm not six two oh no i'm not bald okay get rid of those get rid of those right and you um, can filter everything anyway right it's like um it's like, yeah to a point but still some of a lot of them get through and it's like female waitress i'm like uh okay <laughs> i can do that <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. But yeah, and um, so the agent's doing that, and like on a lot of different sites, I think, and um, and then the manager is like, "Where do you want your career to go? Like, how can we get there?" And um, promoting and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I, think, I so. think so. I don't know. I don't. I rarely. I don't. When I first got my manager, he and I would talk a lot. Now it's been like you know, kind of hits me up whenever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like you know. That was another interesting... That, that's like one thing I'm... As an actor, you have to try to navigate. Mm. Like, agents and managers yeah. and, like... Because there's a percentage. Well, yeah, that, but also, like, how how well do you vibe, like, you know, like... Oh, yeah. You know, like, do you like them? Like, are they helping you? Are they mm-hmm. sending you out on things? Are they fighting for you to get jobs? Yeah. Um, sadly, I don't think my agents are. Uh, it's kind of sad, you know, like... You wish and you hope that they're like fight for you, and, but like they don't give a shit sometimes. Mm. You know, if you're not like a big money maker, and they're like, oh, whatever. Yeah, priorities. Yeah. What else were we talking about before? Like, um, <laughs> it's so funny how like when the mic goes on, like just. We were talking about like superheroes and stuff a little bit. Superheroes are always cool. Mm-hmm. If you could have three powers, what would what would it be? Three powers. Ooh. Let's see. Regeneration. Yeah, like everybody says that. I think that's a great one. Flight. <sighs> Flight, regeneration. I'm already too strong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already too strong. Um, if I could have one power, I think it would be... See, if if you choose flight, and that's all you have, well, yeah, not only that, but, like, um, you've got to wear a fucking um, mask, or some that's very, true. very protective mask for all the debris you're hitting, and, like... Unless you're Superman, which, in that case, right. like... But if you just have flight, you got to look out for that shit. That's true. And like goggles. On, like on Rocketeer. Oh, yeah. He has, like, that... Right? Yeah. Like that very cool looking yeah. mask. Because he was like, well, if I'm going to have the wind rushing at my face, I better put something over my face. <laughs> <laughs> Which a lot of superheroes don't. Like, they haven't yeah. received that memo. They just don't address it because it's not interesting enough <laughs> to be like, oh, another flying hero was downed today from debris. Yeah, exactly. Like, why? I've been Extra, extra. I've needed help for three hours. What were you? A <laughs> fucking bird hit me in the face. I had to stop. <laughs> Nurse my wounds. Um. Extra, extra. Read all about it. <laughs> Superman's taken down by three pebbles. <laughs> Lex Luthor's all pissed off. What? I've been trying for decades. <laughs> A penny that was dropped off of the Empire State Building. Landed in the mar- uh, the the, the, the mar- Martian Manhunter's head, and now his gross head is split in half. Mm-hmm. That's actually a, a myth. That, that that. Yeah, I can't. It I would, saw the Mythbusters. Yeah, it would hurt a lot, but <laughs> that's pretty much it. Like you'd have like a bruise for like, days. Like a bu- 
<laughs> days. Days upon days. Suffering. Oh, nice bruise. When'd you get it? It was fucking days ago, man. <laughs> <laughs> How did it happen? I was just fucking walking by Penny, the Empire State Building. Penny, you know the Penny and Empire State Building thing? Fucking happened to me. Yeah. How do you know it's from the top? Because you can't open the windows, asshole. Yes, you can. No, you can't. How do you know? Do you work there? No, I don't work there. Do you work there? Motherfucker, I looked it up on Google. Well, I looked it up on Bing. <laughs> Which one's... Well, wait, can you open the windows? I don't know. Huh. Well, I thought you said that. <laughs> That's why I gave a convincing argument for both sides. Yeah, that was really good. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. So we turn the mic on just so. What's your audition for? For today? Yeah. Uh, it's for uh, <laughs> like a herpes medicine. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's for some little um. It's like a like a student um, film thing. I don't know if it's at USC. It's just like it's like a one act movie. It's like it's like a student project. You know, like they do that. Yeah, that'd be cool. I think that'd be sweet. The character's pretty interesting. I think. What time is that at? Oh, I forgot. I just <laughs> I got it's in my email. Um, but I probably won't go to it just because I think the effort to go is more than like. I don't think I'm gonna get it anyway. Like, I mean, I don't want to be like cynical or like mm. pessimistic, but it's just like, you know, a lot of copy. You know, it's a just lot like, of words. yeah, you know, <laughs> you gotta print your own shit out, and you know, that's another thing though, I'm man. Like, toner. Fuck. <laughs> that's like another thing. Like being a young actor, it's like I've heard like two opposing sides. Someone says like, yeah, just say yes. Like, just go and do and work and get the experience. And other mm-hmm. people are like, no, don't go and prostitute yourself. Yeah. That's something that I'm starting to learn with because pretty much like every audition that I've like that that's come my way, I'm just like yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's just a good learning experience. Like one of the good things oh, I, was, I forgot who told me this, but um, like you know they're like people people are always like, well, I I want to do dramatic roles. I want to be this character, and then you get called in for an audition, and you are pretty much given that opportunity right there. So you have to take every audition as if, like, it's yeah. you're doing that performance, which is nice, you know. And then the thing that sucks is that you rarely ever get notes, so you don't know why the, f- like, you know, you don't know why the fuck you didn't get yeah, anything, yeah. which is kind of helpful. I can understand, like, how, you know, like, it would be a lot of work for them. Yeah, you know? sometimes they do. Like, sometimes there's different casting studios that have a thing where it's, like, to see your audition video, click uh, here. Yeah, I think it's whatever. cast, right? Yeah, they or have cats. one. There's a couple. There's a few of them, I think. But um, yeah, but you have to pay for a yeah, service. Yeah, that's such like, bullshit, dude. What to the? be able to look at it and or see their comments or whatever, and so it's like I don't know. Maybe. It really sucks. Sometimes it really <laughs> sucks being an actor, but it's like when that's like all you like when you're really passionate about it or like anything. It's like you, you know you gotta just handle sometimes. Like I'm yeah. sure, like this, it's the same thing with stand up, right? Like. Yeah. At some point, you're just like, I just want to be a fucking good stand-up. Yeah. But you got to go through, like, those shitty... Oh, yeah. Uh, do you have, like, do you... Shittier years? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, that must <laughs> be hard. How do you deal with that? Um, no, it's fine. Just because, like, it is part of the learning experience where you're like, oh, yeah, I thought I was, like, so clever with that joke about... Cheez-Its <laughs> and getting a t- Cheez-It tattoo on my chest 
and then going into a crowded city square with a with a with a button up shirt and then just ripping the buttons off and pouring Cheez-Its all over my face. <laughs> Why? What? Did, what's the joke? What did I do? <laughs> what did I do there? What did I accomplish? <laughs> People laughed at it, but it wasn't great. Have you ever been like, <laughs> do, like have you ever been like, uh, like has anybody ever just like totally just talk shit? I can just think of, like, one moment. Yeah, I had a joke where it was, like, um, fucking, what's her name? Mini Driver. (laughs) Oh, good old Mini Driver. Mini Driver. And then I, like, keep going and keep going and, like, adding stuff to her name and, like, add stuff on the front and the back end and, um... And then uh, I'm like, and then if Mini Driver married Anderson Cooper, and blah, 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 and then more stuff to the name. And so then I left the my spot, and then the host comes back up and was like, oh, yeah, it wouldn't make sense, though, because Anderson Cooper's gay. I'm like, it's a fucking joke. Like, <laughs> do you feel that more, do you feel like... Uh, it's a fucking joke, like... Do you think that, like, non-comedians are more critical... With jokes than comedians are like, are you more, or like, uh, like I feel like I feel like I'm pretty critical of jokes now, more more than before, because when you when you go to a lot of shows and when you do a lot of shows, you you start to think ahead, and then so when you're listening to a comic, do their setup. Maybe you're thinking, oh, maybe they'll take it this place, or maybe they'll take it this place. And it doesn't happen like I don't go into a show and go, ooh, I wonder how many jokes I can predict. But I'm like, sometimes the the setup is coming, and then I'm like excited for the possibility of maybe that punchline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. It's kind of like going into like, like shit, dude. I, I can't go and watch like I. Every time I go into, a, like, a theater to go see a play, mm-hmm. um, I'm, like, just praying that it's good. Like, you know. Um, and, like, I try to, like, separate myself from, from like, the actor and the audience member. Because mm-hmm. uh, sometimes you just want to go and just watch something without having to think too hard yeah, about it. Yeah, shut your brain yeah, off. Yeah, shut my mm-hmm. brain off for a little bit. But oftentimes, like, halfway through, I'm just, like, I start, like, well, I would, why did they make that choice? Or, like... It's just, fuck, it's just sometimes, like, I hate that, like, I decided to be an actor, because I can't enjoy movies the same way anymore, I can't go to plays, like, I can't even go and see, like, my little sister's, like, plays in elementary school, because I'm like, (laughs) the fuck's wrong with, why did that kid make that goddamn decision, like, why did he make that choice, for real, like, was he even fucking thinking, and then you realize, it's like, dude, they're kids, you know, but it's kind of like, it's kind of warped my mind. They're kids, but they suck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just because they're kids doesn't mean they, they have to suck. Yeah. It'd be good. You fucking suck. <laughs> you suck, Connor. <laughs> You're the worst you goddamn nine-year-old Biff Loman I've ever seen in my life. There's always a Connor. There's always a Connor? Yeah. Like a kid Connor? There's pros and there's Connors. <laughs> That's funny. All right, well, I think for real, I should probably we should probably end this episode. Yeah, dude. It was awesome. It was fun, man. Thank you. I hope to come back. Yeah. And again, you know, the thing I said before. You mean thoughts of talk with Doug Bo? And Rod Hernandez Varela. Rod Hernandez Varela.
Later. Peace.